Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. so very much for joining us right here on Tuesday night. It is November 14, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live for Tuesday night, Titans. I'm JD from New York. As always, joined by my very good friend and co-host on Tuesday nights, Andrew Bay. Dalla, what is going on, man? What's going on? How are you? I'm all right, man. I got my coffee. That's all I can ask for. I already had my uh, Foxtrot Espresso. I'm good to go. Foxtrot, what is that? Is that a is that a staple in your area? Uh it's not a staple in my area, but it's definitely something that I consume daily. So I got Pete's. Pizza's good. Pizza's good, uh, pizza solid. Good Louisiana brand. Yeah. Anyway, man, uh listen, we got, as always, a lot to talk about. And we got a pay-per-view coming up this weekend that's about eight hours long. AEW full gear. Tony Khan knows how to put on pay-per-views. We will go over the card. We'll go over the predictions. We got that lined up. We got Survivor Series coming up the week after Full Gear. We'll talk about what happened on Monday Night Raw with Drew McIntyre turning heel. I loved it. That was about the only thing I loved from Monday Night Raw. We'll we'll talk Santos Escobar also turning heel on Friday night. And we will go over uh, some Vince McMahon stuff. We got some Logan Paul stuff lined up. Uh, so we got a loaded show. We'll also talk AEW Dynamite. I'm curious to see what Drew thought of uh, the debut of Mariah May, which was a hot topic coming out of Wednesday's show. We'll even talk a little devil after what happened mm. at the end of Wednesday's Dynamite. But uh, quickly, guys, before we get into the news, follow us on social media, Twitter, X, at JD from NY206, myself, at Andrew Baydala on X. If you guys want to go follow him, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Super chats are open. Get them on in. You guys can hang out with us at the end of the show and ask whatever you guys want about the current topics in the world of pro wrestling and go check out all the content that I've uploaded here on the channel. There's plenty of it. It's going to be a busy, busy week. Drew, as always, I leave it up to you, man. What do you want to talk about? Well, JD, I want to, I do want to talk about Cody and his comments on Busted Open about The Rock and WrestleMania. But before we get into that, another JD was welcomed into the Judgment Day oh, by Mc, somebody. McFish. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was uh, welcomed into the Judgment Day, not really curiously, but he was welcomed into the Judgment Day by one Damian Priest, right? Yeah. So my question to you, are you starting to see the picture here on what's going to happen? Uh, I got a glimpse of it last night, and, uh, you know, I think it's all going to come back to bite Damian Priest in the ass, and I think uh, his initial... His initial hunch is going to be correct that he didn't want to trust Damien or that he didn't want to trust uh, J.D. McDonough. But what got me last night uh, with Priest was, I'm the leader of Judgment Day. That's what got me. Right. You know, when, well, there, when there are no leaders and, you know, Cody got under his skin and then they both shot him a look, him and uh, McDonough and Balor, like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Yeah, it seems to me like uh, Damien is going to be the um, one who turns face here yep. and kind of does his own thing. 
But the biggest thing was like what you just said. Damien has now trusted J.D. McDonough. Welcomed him in, presented him with a jacket. And Finn said it's about time. And the screwing is going to happen. So you all know. The prediction that I made will become spoiler in my opinion. I do believe that J.D. McDonough and Finn will be behind Damian Priest not successfully cashing in his contract because either the contract is not in that case that JD presented to Damian Priest and Damian should have trusted his original hunch when it came to JD McDonough or they're going to screw him when he cashes in. The biggest thing I wanted to talk about this at the top before I forgot because we're going to get into a million different topics. That's why we're the best professional wrestling sports entertainment show on the planet. Oh yeah. Is is this those tag titles that are on Priest and Balor are very significant because once they come off, then you will start to see the screw and the eventual possible cash-in. Last night, before that main event, I thought to myself, boy, if Cody and Jay win these tag titles, that screw job might happen at Survivor Series. And right now, I think they might have put that on pause. Well, I, I like the idea that you had brought up many weeks ago with J.D. McDonough doing what he did with the briefcase, and then when Priest goes to cash in, the contract is not there. Where's the contract, and how would they creatively come up with where the contract is and who has the contract and what they do with the contract? Or is it uh, is it ripped up? Did they rip it up? Like, what, what are they going to do with the contract? I don't know. You know, that's a... That's a really, really good question. I think, you know, possession is nine-tenths of the law, obviously. But with this, if the contract's not... Because they made it a point. Like, WWE does nothing by mistake. And WWE made it a point to be like, the contract. Like, they showed the original contract in the case. Some people have said that they showed the contract going into the purple case. I never saw it. I never saw it. And if it did happen, that's even more suspicious. Because all it has to do is be swapped. And we've seen that other briefcase lingering around. So again, I don't know how they're going to play that one. The biggest thing here is that when Priest and Balor lose those tag titles, that's when you need to start being like, okay, Priest days in Judgment Day are numbered and the turn and the screw job is happening. Because realistically, if they turn on him at Survivor Series when he goes to cash in, they're still holding the tag titles. So what are Priest and Balor going to do? Be good friends, better enemies? Like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, and they're not just going to hand off the tag titles to J.D. McDonough. So, I, you know, that that's what you really need to look for. Well, the 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 recipient of those tag team titles has to be determined. I don't know who it's going to be, whether it's Cody, Jay, whether it's Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, maybe it's the Creeds. We, we don't really know where those titles are going, but does the cash-in happen inside war games? No, see, and that's why I bring this up because everyone was like, oh, I like this for, for Priest. He would try and cash in on a weekend Seth Rollins. And yes, it makes perfect sense. But until they take those tag titles off of Priest and Balor, it's not happening, in my opinion. Yeah. WWE is not going to do the old, well, you know, well, Vince is in charge. And if he, and, I, and I'm just using this as an example, Vince would do whatever he wants. And that's true. If Vince has something he wants to do, he doesn't care when it is, who's holding what championship, he's doing it. This is a little different in my opinion. They are making more sense with a lot of their storylines, they being WWE. And I just truly believe that the cash-in at War Games, if they're still holding the tag titles, doesn't make much sense because the screw's there 
And then what do we do with Priest and, and, and Balor now that they're the tag champions? You would have to, like, de facto drop the tag titles and vacate them, and that just sucks. The other thing here, too, that you everyone needs to realize is that if they do, Priest and Balor, drop the tag titles before Survivor Series, then sound the fucking alarms because, yeah, the cash-in's going to happen and he's going to fail. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of different things as far as that and what you say goes, too, because I know we talked about them having uh, new tag team titles. Uh, I don't know when they're going to be introduced. Maybe... You know, that, maybe maybe that could happen and they do the cash in first and then, you know, vacate the tag team titles and then just say, hey, we're going to split these titles and put one on Raw, one on SmackDown. Or maybe they unify them, which I've been saying for years, one set of tag team titles to float between both brands. And keep in mind, guys, December, there is no pay-per-view. So, I mean, right. I, I would not expect Triple H to, to un- unleash everything in one shot. I wouldn't expect him to you know, bust his load already, you know, everything at Survivor Series. You know, save something for December. This is usually a dead month, so why not uh, save something like that as the major happening for December when there is no pay-per-view? See, that's why this is the best show in sports entertainment professional wrestling because this is what we do. This is what we bring to the table. There's no Monday Night Raw on December 25th. That's Christmas, which is a Monday. But there's a lot of Raws close to that, 18th in Des Moines. January 1st, New Year's Day is in San Diego, California. They could easily, like JD said, save this for something they truly, truly need. And they will need something. Football will be in full playoff push, swing, big games, some returns, blah, 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 blah. And they're going to want to keep popping, you know, one, four, one, sixes, whatever they can get their hands on, they being WWE. So I agree with you. I do. I I think that, you know, and and don't forget, guys, I'm going to give you another spoiler, which I've been saying for, for months now or a month and a half. Uh, I thought Randy would return before this, but Randy Orton is returning at Survivor Series, if not before that. So they're not going to waste. Randy Orton is the equivalent of them getting, you know, like back in the day, Hulk Hogan or Macho Man back to their roster after a huge injury. Randy Orton is a primetime player and has been with the WWE for what, 15 years, 14 years, 13 years, whatever the hell it is. So that's a massive return. And you don't want to overshadow that by a, a cash-in, a turn, or even a returning CM Punk. It ain't happening at Survivor Series. Yeah, I mentioned this last night. I think, uh, I mean, it would be stupid if WWE uh, trotted Randy Orton out on a fucking random Monday Night Raw right before Survivor Series. It's like, why? J- just wait till the pay-per-view on that Saturday. And I said, Drew, uh, with Randy Orton coming back, it, it pretty much is solidified that CM Punk is not coming back if Randy Orton is going to make his return and we're going to see him for the first time after a year and a half at Survivor Series because, you know, Punk would need the spotlight. I don't, I don't know why you would take that away from him, why you would overshadow something like that. Randy Orton's going to be a big deal coming back. Well, you and- don't want to, again, you don't want to like, I've used this analogy so many times on the show, but it's very, it's prevalent. You don't want to put two bullets in a chamber and fire them off both at once. It just, it, one of them is going to miss. Yeah. And you don't want Punk's 10 year return hiatus to WWE, if it's going to happen, to overshadow the, like one of WWE's legends, Randy Orton returning to the active roster after almost a year off. You just don't do it. Yeah. The rumors are crazy. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's so, it's so stupid. Like people don't think, oh, Randy Orton's going to come back and he's wrestling Nakamura. That's who Nakamura's calling out. No. Now, that's stupid. Who, who wants to see that? Nobody asks for that. Meanwhile, you're trying to build up Nakamura. You're going to inevitably feed him to Randy Orton. What is that going to accomplish? And then the other thing is, oh, no, CM Punk is coming back. He's the one Nakamura is calling out. Again, it's the same thing as Randy Orton. Why would you waste your time? 
I, I, I don't, don't think Nakamura is even wrestling at Survivor Series. I think this might go on for a little bit. I mean, you know, the WWE wants, you know, I, your opening's dated. I love you, but the opening's dated. Long-term booking, WWE's got some good long-term booking. So does AEW. But I will say this. I I, I don't think that Nakamura's wrestling at Survivor Series. I mean, you're just going to have him, what, have a singles match and an open challenge? That You do not want, even though CM Punk is teasing everybody and their brother on social media, you really don't want to mess with the crowd too much because they're already expecting it in Chicago and you need to deafen it quickly. Randy does that a little bit. They're still going to chant his name, but if they, he being CM Punk, if they can get out of the All-State Arena with no Punk and the fans go home happy, I think that's a win for WWE because I, I just don't shoot the, the CM Punk bullet if they have it. I don't. I don't know how you don't go home happy without, uh, with uh, a Randy Orton return in that magnitude hey. inside War Games. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just crazy. Uh, and speaking of War Games, Team Cody. Team Cody is in War Games, and we're going to start with Cody Rhodes. He was on Busted Open Radio, and he was talking a whole bunch of shit talking war games he was talking wrestlemania and he was talking about the rock now why the rock during the interview cody was asked about the rock teasing that he might wrestle roman reigns at wrestlemania 40 in philadelphia rock told pat mcafee several weeks ago that he was originally in the plans to wrestle reigns at wrestlemania 39 but that fell through and the match is still possible for wrestlemania 40 in philly it has since been reported by Dave Meltzer that Cody Rose versus Roman Reigns is the plan for next year. Cody said this about The Rock. I'll say this about Rock coming in on Pat's show. The Rock did for sports entertainment so much and continues to do so much by being the biggest star in Hollywood that I'm able to be at the level I'm at because I stand on the shoulders like those of The Rock. He could have, some, he, he could have come on there and run me down and I still would have had the highest respect for the great one. He's honestly a model superstar for anybody who wants to supersede all expectations. With that said, no matter what he said, anyone who did ask me, anyone who did confront me on it, I said, I'm not flinching. I feel like if The Rock and I were in the same room, he would expect nothing less from me. If you think it's somebody else, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you know it's me, and that's the same attitude that The Rock had when he was climbing the ladder. I don't care who it is. If that happens to be The Rock or anyone who comes into this fray, like L.A. Knight, an absolutely stellar performer like Sami Zayn, who him, I went toe-to-toe with last year, line them up, and I'm just going to do everything I can to outrun them all. I mean, I mean that with the utmost respect to them. I wasn't shook at all by Rock's big day out. What I would say is I'm not flinching. If Rock's part of WrestleMania 40, that would be outstanding. He should be. It's The Rock, but I don't think he'll be... In my spot now, obviously Lagreca. Right. Obviously, Drew Lagreca was going to ask him about this because I believe Lagreca was the one who had a problem with the Rock showing up and kind of shitting on the main event and what he said about it potentially happening. And there was a handshake deal, and then it didn't happen. And then I believe he kind of came off in a way where they made Cody like second place. Uh, he's a consolation prize for Cody Rhodes. He's the he's the other main event that we had lined up, but it wasn't the one we wanted. What, is the, what does this mean? Why, why are we still talking about this when we all know Cody and Roman is the destination? I think there's two things here. One, um, to, I, I have a, an immense amount of respect for Dave uh, LaGreca, but I will say this. Uh, I, you know, Roman and Rock might have been the plan, but plans change all the time. And Cody getting that main event spot in WrestleMania 39 against Roman and eventually 
taking that loss when everybody and their brother thought he would win, I think helped the story immensely. And I don't think Cody had the constellation prize um, uh, or the, um, yeah, I just I, like the, the runner up prize. I, I, I don't, you know, that to know, you know, to me, no, I don't think that was like second fiddle um, in constellation, not constellation that stars. But anyways, um, I, you know, I know. I, I, to LaGreca's point, no, I think Cody does what he needs to do to get to 40. I think he shouldn't give a shit about what the rock is going to do. Cody is here day in and day out. If the rock and Roman are going to have a match at WrestleMania 40, maybe it's night, night one, not night two. I think Cody finds himself into the main event of WrestleMania 40 fighting for Roman Reigns as WWE universal undisputed heavyweight championship. And I think he gets it done at the elimination chamber. I do not think Cody should win the rumble, but he could do that as well. But no, Cody shouldn't care. Cody should not care what the rock is doing because Cody, I mean, Cody's name is pretty much etched in that main event. Unless something drastic happens in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, well, what is, what is drastic that can happen? I mean, I, I don't know why this constantly is a discussion in and around the community, but if the rock wants the match, the Rock is going to get the match. The reason why The Rock came back to SmackDown when he did, when he was on the Pat McAfee show, he called Nick Khan. Nick Khan and him are very close. If if Rock wants to do it, then he's going to call Nick Khan, and Nick Khan's going to bend over backwards to give The Rock the match. But It's still uh, The Rock. I mean, like that's the other thing. Like I get it, but The, the Rock is one of the most polarizing people in sports entertainment, um, even in Hollywood. So you're going to take that if the money's right. And at the end of the day, I know I, I kind of agree with LaGreca, on one thing, like he didn't need to do that on Pat's show. He didn't, but The Rock's a businessman. And what he's doing is he's basically, I'll, I'll put this business terms very, very like dumbed down. What The Rock is doing is saying, the ball's in WWE's court, guys. If they want me, they know my price and they know what I want. So don't come at me, come at them. That's basically what he's doing. Does, this may be a stupid question, but I was always told that there was no such thing as stupid questions. I, I know I know TKO is is struggling here and they got, you know, a bunch of different problems. You know, I, I know as a business that they want this WrestleMania to go off. They want it to be the biggest ever. It's 40. It's a nice round number. And they want it to be the biggest event coming out of their their merger with WWE. Right. Is is this something where they actively seek and really don't let up on the gas pedal to get the rock because of all the financial burdens right now that they have going on, knowing that Dwayne being a part of WrestleMania is huge business, no matter where they are. Is that something that they go out there and get and try to kind of persuade him to do it? Or, or is that maybe not, doesn't go hand in hand? I don't know. I don't know. You know who's really quiet these days is Steve Austin. Yeah. I mean, he's like, like really quiet. Yeah. So I would, again, if CM Punk Phil Brooks does happen to come in and they can convince those two to work together, um, I think that's a very, very big match. Uh, and I think that's also an attraction they would need. Listen, Logan Paul is probably going to take on LA Knight. So that's going to be another major attraction match. I wouldn't be surprised if they get Kevin Hart to host WrestleMania. That's massive. There's a lot of things WWE could do that's very like entertainment, like Big Bang esque. Uh, obviously, Brock Lesnar is going to wrestle on this card. If you can get The Rock to agree to something that doesn't, you know, shit on Cody and that story being, you know, finished, that's what I would do. And a lot of people are like, oh, Cody's, well, I don't give a shit to see Cody. Stop it. 
There's no other story in WWE right now besides that. Truthfully, that and what happens with the Judgment Day. Name me another storyline that's that's prevalent. What is it? I don't have one. There isn't. There isn't. Right. Everybody is and Philly is that type of crowd. Give Philly something that they're going to go home happy with. And Cody winning that championship is that if it doesn't happen at 40, I truly, I truly believe if it doesn't happen at 40 and they don't pull the trigger at SummerSlam, wherever that's going to be in 2024, man, are they going to miss the boat? Totally. Cause people will become, all right, I don't give a shit anymore. Truthfully. Look at the rock. A lot of people are like, nah, rock. I'm good. We're and we're talking about the rock. A lot of people are like, nap. Don't care to see him. Wow. Well, that's the boat I'm in. I don't really care to see him anymore. I mean, the exception to the rule. I I mean, yes. I mean, am I going to pop when he's on TV? Sure. Am I going to complain if he's back on TV? No, I'm not going to complain. But, you know, I think a lot of fans are frustrated with the fact that we've kind of gone back and forth on this. And this has been a talking point for the last three or four years now. Rock Roman. And I know a lot of people think that Rock is the end goal for this bloodline story. How else do you finish it? Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. But if The Rock is at WrestleMania, how do we even get him there? I mean, we've talked about this a few times. I mean, does he does he win the Rumble? Does somebody else win the Rumble? Does he win the Chamber? Does he win neither of those matches? And he just says, you know what? Hey, Roman, I'm challenging you at WrestleMania, which would defeat no. all logic. No. So it's like you got to make, if, if he's going to be in the plans, from my point of view, he should let them know early that, hey, I want to be a part of the plans. Factor me in. Let's work this thing out. Let's not yeah. just show up and say, hey, Roman, I want your championship. I want you at WrestleMania. And then fuck everything else and everybody else that came before him. I don't want to see that. Yeah, again, I think you guys really and girls need to pay attention to what WWE is doing right now. November is a very, very telling month. The opening segment with Judgment Day, Cody and Seth, they touched on that. Cody and Seth, you know, Seth, you're holding holding that world championship because 
Cody hasn't come after you because he beats you every time he faces you. Okay. So when they've also talked about, which was, I think, late October, they had Roman and Cody face off and stare down at SmackDown. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's the deal. Elimination Chamber goes off the air. Cody wins the Elimination Chamber. I'm going to write this, guys and girls. Cody wins the Elimination Chamber, walks backstage. There's Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, and Cody stands in between them, gives them both a look. Bang, we're off the air. What does that do? That hooks you to Raw and SmackDown the next two nights, and Cody makes his decision. And Cody is going to go straight to SmackDown and tell Roman, now I'm finishing the story. That's how you book it. You could also just have Cody walk right up to Roman because uh, Cody could win the Rumble, and or the, excuse me, the Elimination Chamber earlier in the night, and then Roman has, is going to have a big world title defense in Australia, I would believe, uh, at the Elimination Chamber, and Cody could just walk right up to him after the match, after Roman wins, and just stare him down, and then we're off to SmackDown. That's how you do it, in my opinion. Cody winning the Rumble would be kind of anticlimactic for me. Again, my seven-year-old kid might dig it. I didn't care when Sean won back-to-back Rumbles, but for me and how I like it, it's a pass on me for Cody winning the Rumble. Give it to Gunther and have him, you know, maybe challenge Seth. I don't know. We'll have to figure that one out when we get there. But I do not have Cody just challenge um, Roman Reigns. That makes no friggin' sense. No, no, I don't. I don't want to see that. And I know with with the way Triple H has been operating lately, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. But with all the talk about the Rock, you know, and, and him potentially being at WrestleMania, you know, you know, then you got the CM Punk card and where he's going to fit in. And Triple H, apparently, this is coming from, I believe this is coming from Wrestle Purists. Now, they are a copy and paste site on Twitter, and they don't really report anything, but my guy, Ibu, backup hangman, excellent mm-hmm. dude. He's got, some, he's got some leeway. He knows some people. He had a great interview at MJF not too long ago. Uh, he, and what he said was picked up, Drew, about CM Punk, and the fact that he feels and he's been told that the CM Punk card is in Triple H's pocket if Triple H wants to use it for WrestleMania. Now, no offense to Ibu, but I mean, like, water's wet. Yeah, I, I mean. I love him, but I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, I know. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty common common sense. But, again, with that being said, he said that the move is there if Triple H wants to make it. And in their back pocket to bring him in if someone needs a big match or if one of his guys needs a big spot at WrestleMania. Now, I don't know why CM Punk would want to agree to something like that. I feel like his value is worth more than that. Hey, yeah, I'm going to give you a call. You want this WrestleMania spot? We don't got nothing else for you, but we got this WrestleMania spot. You either take it or leave it. It's like, why would you want to go and do that in a race eight, nine years of what you said about your previous employer to go back and take a WrestleMania payday, and that's all they want out of you? So it's like, you know, we talk about The Rock, and, and then I read this story. It's like, well, if The Rock is not going to do WrestleMania, you know, maybe this story with Triple H having CM Punk in his back pocket, if something goes and falls through with The Rock, maybe there's some legitimacy to that. What do you think of that? Um, I think WWE would be asinine not to try and see what CM Punk Phil Brooks is up to and whether or not they could work out a deal. I mean, they don't look like hypocrites. Phil Brooks, CM Punk does. And realistically, I don't think he cares. You know, CM Punk doesn't care, truthfully. I think he just wants to cash checks and be back on television. And I think I should say more or less, I know when his time in AEW, when he came back for the second run, 
he wanted out of there immediately. I mean, you could just tell he wanted nothing to do with it. He was cool with collision, but he really couldn't stand the elite and he couldn't stand these young kids kind of not listening to him. It just was something he didn't like. He wanted to be the Terry Funk of that locker room. CM Punk did, and nobody wanted to fucking listen to him. So he got sick and tired of it. He found his way out. And now here we are. Does, does Triple H not have that card in his back pocket? Sure. But again, where do you play it? I don't call him up and say, hey, you want to work WrestleMania? I have him show up as a surprise entrant at the Rumble. I mean, you want to completely, like, eviscerate AEW? Uh, guys, I love you all to death. But you can shit on how whatever you want to shit on, and you could tell me that I'm crazy, this, this, and that. I see some of the chats. Thank God WWE is never going to do that. Maybe that was what I was talking about with the Elimination Chamber and Cody. Whatever the case may be, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But I can tell you this right now. I don't understand why people think CM Punk is the devil. And if he is, if he is, it's a great work. But it failed the first time. It failed the second time. And now... You have taken your biggest star off of television. If, the, if Punk is the devil, you're taking him off of television for three months just to have him return as the devil, and you're hurting your business. Attendance, ratings, live event, merch sales. Everything is down for what? For a reveal? Get the fuck out of here. I mean, that's exactly... He, Drew took the words out of my mouth. That's a, you, you killed your secondary show and made it a shell of its former self for months. For a masked man? For, for the a devil, mystery man? For CM Punk to be the fucking devil? Has anybody watched Collision lately? This show sucks. Nothing makes sense over there anymore. Drew and I talked about this, man. Don't get me started on that. that that's absolutely ridiculous. And then people are harping on, oh, but he's still a top merchandise seller in the company. Sure. If I'm Tony Khan and I got X, excess CM Punk shirts, I'm going to fucking keep them on sale full price too. People are marks. They'll pay for that shit. Man, Punk gets a cut and we get a cut. Who gives a shit? You know, we'll talk about the devil stuff, but CM Punk is not the devil. If Punk is the devil, I wear no hat on this entire fucking podcast all week. Seriously. I told you guys I'd show here. I mean, you're only going to see from the, the waist down or the uh, neck down, but I come on here naked. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't understand what you guys and girls like. How does that, I don't understand the business behind that makes zero sense to me. I know what we're going to do. I want to be a fly on the wall in that fucking meeting. I know what we're going to do. We're going to take our biggest talent off of television, off of pay-per-views, off of live events, off of a brand that we created for him because he couldn't get along with people, and this is what he wanted, and we're going to take him off for three to four months, and it's going to work the internet real good. You think the executives at Warner Media would be like, hey, go for it. They would be like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck are you snorting? Give me some. That's yeah, what got, they would say. Yeah, we got one Bill Phil coming out, cutting promos yeah. on everybody. You know, uh, inside fucking scoops there on uh, his first yeah. promo. And they'll just take him off television for four months. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Let me, let me sit here. Let's, I got an idea. I'm going to pitch this to Warner, Warner Discovery is what it is. You want guys want to hear it? Yeah. All right. We're going to take Punk off television. Okay. For what? We're going to put him behind a mask for three months, four months. Not going to be on anything. We're going to go sign Copeland because that was planned, right? I mean, come on, guys. Like, this is the, and, and we're going to, and you know what we're going to do? We're going to reveal it on Long Island on pay per view. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And the, and Warner media was like, I love it. It's good shit. Are you like, are you go stack marbles on the freeway? What the fuck are we talking about? CM know. Punk is not the devil. And if he is again, you get to see your boy with his chesticles out. I don't know what to tell you. And you get to see me with no fucking hat on. I do have hair <laughs> underneath there, but not much. Uh, it's uh, quickly going. Um, yeah. I, I mean the whole ace in the slit, ace in the hole, ace up the sleeve. However uh, you want to call it. 
Punk uh, at WrestleMania, I, you know, Drew and I talked about this several times. You know, I, I talked about this story, and a lot of people are like, ah, it's Survivor Series. It's got to be Survivor Series in Chicago. You know, why? Royal Rumble is the best spot for him. You know, you know, for all those people, Drew, I got it a lot since I posted that that uh, that extra video that I did on the channel. People are still arguing with me. Oh, I don't, I don't agree with you, man. Royal Rumble is not a good spot for it. Can you please tell everybody why the Royal Rumble would be a better better spot than Chicago at Survivor Series for CM Punk's return? So there's a couple things here. Would would the place go nuts? Sure. Are they going to chant CM Punk the whole night? Probably. But again, the WWE could do things audibly that will make it sound probably less um, overwhelming than it will live there. They, they get to control the narrative when you step into their buildings, when they rent them out, their shows. So with that being said, Survivor Series, again, I think they would be smart, WWE, to have Randy show up the night before Survivor Series, uh, whether it's SmackDown or it's Raw, I would hope Raw, and they show him so that the, nobody thinks the mystery partner is punk because then you subject yourself to possible booze of Randy Orton and you really don't want that. I mean, really Randy don't give a shit, but you just don't want to do that. Okay. So have Randy show up on raw the night, the week of survivor series that we can put all the theories to bed and survivor series. Again, I get it from the fans perspective, but from a business perspective, it is asinine. The Chicago returns have been done a million times. Okay. I know it's CM Punk. I get it. Chicagoans, I understand. WWE loyalists, I understand. WWE haters, I understand. But from a business perspective, you don't do it because it would overshadow anything that is going to happen on that show. And what we need to have happen on that show is conclusion from what's going on with Cody, Seth, Jay, or Jay, and the Judgment Day. We cannot have CM Punk's return overshadow Randy Orton. You know, the whole thing with Judgment Day doesn't make any business sense. The Royal Rumble is the time and the place because realistically, you could fit him in. You could you could just slide him in. Or he could be a mystery opponent at WrestleMania like Cody did if you really want to do that. He being CM Punk, you could do that. But the, the better business and the better wow factor and the better um, impressions and everything else is going to be either a Rumble or a WrestleMania appearance. The Survivor Series, everyone's going to be expecting it. And again, it just, Randy's coming back. I mean, Cody's not talking about CM Punk when he says we have friends too. He's not. Cody, Ro Cody Rhodes, one of the reasons why Cody Rhodes left AEW was, you know, obviously for his story. You know, and I fully believe that's the majority of the reason. But uh, a lot of the reason is, you know, Tony Khan took that power away from, from Cody Rhodes. And I feel like he gave it to CM Punk. And Cody said, all right, I'm gone, you know? Yeah, I, th I think, so here's, here, again, I'll say this. I think when, you know, you are the apple of somebody's eye for so long, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the new shiny toys over there, yep. and they're like, ooh, I want that. Yeah. I think Cody took that personally. Yeah, yeah, and anybody in his position would, you know? Yeah, he, he and put, I think. He put his heart, I, he put his heart into AEW, and uh, I feel like he wasn't, uh, given that same emotion back in return. That's okay. Yeah. And I think that Cody started to see some things where he was like, man, you know, I was with you since day one and you're playing. And again, this is just my thought. You know, you're really kind of showing favoritism to this guy. And what has he done? And I mean, yeah. I know he's a big name, but I mean, like we built this son of a bitch, mm -hmm. you know? So. Uh, keeping, like the stepchild. Yeah. Keeping with the AEW guys, uh, AEW stuff, guys. We're going to talk about uh, a story that, 
you know, it was a little, I guess it was a little controversial. It's, it drummed up some, some discussion in the community. And we all know that NXT is moving to the CW network, and it's a big deal. The, the rumor is that they're netting 30 to $35 million per year for the TV rights over there for five years. That's fantastic stuff for, for NXT. But the rumor is now, Drew, internally, people in WWE feel that NXT, with the move to CW, will outdraw AEW Dynamite in 2024 when it comes to the ratings. Now, this is coming from House of Wrestling. This is Nick Houseman. Someone told him, a WWE source told him internally, the belief is that NXT viewership will consistently outdraw AEW Dynamite next year, especially when they move to the CW. The belief is based on the idea that the CW is a younger broadcast TV channel instead of an aging cable channel and will help attract a younger, more influential audience. This is on top of the constantly high-quality content they are putting out and Levesque's renewed push to integrate NXT with other major WWE brands. The also, uh, Nick Houseman says, the belief also is that the AEW product is cold. Even with all the big-name stars that they brought in from WWE, like Danielson and Copeland, it was pointed out that AEW live ticket sales have dwindled over the last few years. While they were able to sell more than 80,000 tickets for All In in the UK, they have not shown consistent sales for the rest of their shows here in the United States. Now, I want to start with the younger broadcast TV channel. Uh, Doing some research on Google, Drew, the average median age of a viewer on the CW network is uh, upper to mid 50s. So I don't see how it is a uh, younger broadcast TV channel. I think the programming is geared towards younger sure. um, demographics. The, analyti- think- the analytics show 50 to 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, realistically, like that's who's watching television. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but I mean, I record a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't watch a lot of stuff live. I just, I don't, I don't have the time. Truthfully, like I'll watch Raw for an hour or two and then I'll watch the rest of it early in the morning because I'm either in bed or watching Monday Night Football. But I always watch all of my wrestling because it's part of my job. Yeah, I'm in, you know, live events. So it's 100% part of my job. Always watch AEW. AEW gets, you know, for all the fucking assholes in here, truthfully, um, who say that I don't, and I'm not talking about majority of you guys and girls are really good people, but there's always the comment in here that says, uh, you know, Drew clearly doesn't watch AEW. Well, I'm going to break some news to you fucking jabronis that's the only show that gets my full time and attention on a wednesday because there's nothing else on so yeah. suck it yeah well the cw the cw network obviously we all know wwe was on upn uh united paramount network and then it moved to the wb television which i remember back in my childhood i mean yeah you know dawson's too. creek and all that other shit mm-hmm. that was on there that was back in 2006 then the cw launched in 2006 uh and upn and wb shut down uh, in September, but with the CW move, Drew, obviously they're going to get younger. You know, yeah. CW is doing a lot for live sports. They're integrating a lot of live sports in the network. They are right now the home of ACC football and basketball. Uh, they got some uh, NFL coverage with Inside the NFL. Live Golf is there uh, and more, obviously, coming in 24 and 25. So, you know, Nick Khan, you know, his... His uh, mentality of getting main roster stars on NXT clearly paid off. Everybody asked why, why, why. We knew why. I just didn't like it. Now they netted a huge TV rights deal for the NXT brand, more money than ever before. It's nothing more than a success for Nick Khan here. 
in, in your opinion, how do you think they're going to fare on a weekly basis? Is it more viewers on CW now that it's basic TV here in New York? Uh, you know, it's Channel 11 for me here in New York. And how is that going to compare to the USA Network? Well, I would say that the CW gives them a different book of business. There's a lot of crossover uh, potential for WWE, especially the NXT brand. Um, I think that just that partnership could help uh, visibility of NXT and their you know, growing superstars and the superstars they already have and the, the men and women who will bounce from Raw SmackDown to NXT, which I think you could see a lot of doing crossover shows with you know, the shows that are on the CW. So do I think um, the move will have more eyeballs than USA Network? I do uh, in terms of NXT. I also think that the ability to advertise on such shows as an NFL show that they do or the live golf stuff uh, will be priceless. Um, Nick Khan is a uh, media rights connoisseur. He's a genius. I mean, what he's been able to do is unbelievable because he's an agent. He understands the game. Um, and that's, you know, something I studied in, in college. I wanted to be a, a sports agent. <clears throat> uh, I did not pursue it fully, but Nick Khan knows exactly what he's doing. And a lot of the things that he's doing is basically just setting that brand up for the absolute best success. And he's done that. Uh, the other thing here that everyone needs to really take under consideration is the money is great. But again, if you go look at the Fox deal with WWE, they were able to advertise on primetime television Sundays during the NFL. That's primetime. That's prime real estate, okay, that a lot of people, a lot of companies cannot afford. WWE got that gratis. Yeah. That means free. So think about that. The crossover appeal will be huge. I don't, you know, we'll have to wait and see if they'll be able to outdraw AEW in terms of, you know, ratings and everything else like that. But again, guys and girls, I, I want you to understand that those Nielsen ratings are so dated. They are so dated, and it's, an, it's a dated system. But um, everybody and their mother is trying to get into live sports. The media rights for live sports are an all-time high because there's no show. There is nothing that will give you live new content 52 weeks out of the year besides sports yeah. and WWE. WWE, is the media rights is, is going to be through the roof. And I'm not pissing on the audience, guys. I'm pissing on the one or two negative jabronis who come in here and tell me I don't watch AEW. I love all you guys and girls. I just don't have time for haters. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the AEW talk in a second. Uh, I'll bring up the AEW point here that Houseman made. Uh, with the move, Drew, uh, with the 30 to 35 rumored million that they are getting from this TV rights deal for the CW, uh, obviously, in my opinion, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment moving from the USA Network to CW. You know, you, you might see... Uh, you know, a ratings dip there. You know, it's going to take a little bit for people to get used to and adjust uh, it, it, adjust to find the new home of, of NXT. You know, uh, being on basic television is a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, I would say positive for WWE. But when WWE moves SmackDown from USA Network to, to Fox, you know, the WWE anticipated four ratings. And they didn't get that. I mean, they kind of, they kind of leveled out when Vince McMahon was there running the show. We got... Anywhere between one seven, one nine, maybe a two. Then the bloodline story took off. We were kind of venturing into the two threes, two four. SmackDown was doing some of the best ratings later in that partnership with Fox because of the whole bloodline story. And, and now we've kind of leveled back off to like a two one, two two. 
Is it going to be something where WWE is expecting it and then they're not going to get it? Because they they felt the same way with SmackDown going to Fox. I mean, if they didn't get the ratings that yeah. they anticipated to Fox, what, what, what makes them think that they're going to get the ratings on CW? Well, let's call a spade a spade here, JD. Nobody is doing twos besides the NFL and, you know, like playoff basketball yeah. and playoff baseball. So... I mean, even, two even, even when you say the ratings and the Nielsen's are outdated, that's still a very impressive number for today's standards. I mean, yeah. And again, a lot of people don't consume that content live. Some yeah. people don't even have cable. So they're watching stuff on YouTube. They're watching the top 10 highlights, this and that. DVR. No, nobody's right. factoring DVR. Yeah. So to get a two, two, one, two, two, I, I mean, people are going to pay millions, if not billions for that. And they did for SmackDown. Do I think, you know, NXT's numbers are going to be inflated? Um, because of the move. Yeah, possibly. I, I stated that already, but again, you know, people, you, you made a good point, but I will counter, you know, well, it's, it's a changing of the network. You'd remember this. Cause I remember it because we're older when WWE moved from USA to TNN, how many goddamn commercials did we get? Spike. Oh, we TNN. were fucking uh, oh. jammed down our throat with a plunger with that shit. It was, it was the top of the hour on every hour of Monday night. Raw. It was the top of the hour on every hour of SmackDown where raw was going. And even the pay-per-views, anything WWE had, there was an announcement. There was some sort of ad. There was a plug, a read where WWE raw was headed and the channels, you know, check your local cable providers, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I could recite the goddamn read in my head. So don't worry about that. WWE is going to jam down where NXT is going in the next couple of months to a year uh, very, very shortly. So, no, I don't think fans have to worry about that. Who I feel bad for is uh, the moms and dads like myself who are going to have to find that channel for their kids. Yeah. Because my kid has he's only knows NXT because of what they did with Taker and Cena. He had no idea that brand existed. That, that, that's going to lead me to my next question, and then I want to get your take on the, the AW point here, being that the product mm -hmm. is cold. You know, Nick Khan did everything he could to make sure that he got that deal by putting main roster stars on the show. Now, we got this announcement now. This isn't going into effect until September 2024. NXT is going to look really different in a, in a year from now. You know, you're going to get some of those major guys called up to the main roster. They might not have all the same talent that we have now, you know, in September or a year from now. Is this something that Nick Khan maybe? thought a little bit too hard on and pushed a little bit too hard on because for that first couple of, uh, you know, that those first couple of weeks, he's going to have to go balls to the wall and give us, you know, great shows. I mean, with a $35 million a year price tag, the quality is going to have to come along with it. That's just the way that I personally see it. You know, is he going to do uh, NXT, NXT Mania Part 2 or Night 2 on, on day, day one there for the debut episode? Or is this something where... They're going to use what they got down there and give us the best fucking show possible because I don't think he's going to be able to use main roster guys every fucking week down there to offset the $35 million price tag, no? Bro, you already got his money. I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, don't get me wrong. They're going to... <laughs> so you, you don't want to make good? Hey, man, this is the WWE product. Let's put our best foot forward now. Come on, man. Thanks for the money, fuckers. <laughs> Um, no, I just, I think that Maybe I'm the only one who thinks that, man. I don't know. I, no, I mean, to a certain extent, you're going to have to appease your, your, your buyer. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. You're going to have to do some things. And if they ask for something just like they would do with USA and Fox, yeah, that, that stuff will happen. No doubt about it. But no, I don't think like Taker and Cena are showing up in NXT anytime soon. And the big, the first show on CW might have some, you know, main roster stars, but after that, no, I think you understand what you were getting here. And I think that the CW knew exactly what they were getting. And they upgraded from what they were trying to buy. Um, first was Ring of Honor, which Tony Khan has done jack shit with. 
since buying it, which we'll talk about. Um, and what a disgrace with Samoa. And listen, I, I, I'm all for Samoa Joe going for a world championship, but what a ridiculous way to relinquish the title, but we'll save that. And they were going to be in bed with NWA. Now they got WWE. And I understand well, it's I mean, their that third deal, brand. That, that deal with the NWA went up uh, in a, a cloud of dust. Oh. <laughs> Good one. So, yeah. No, but I mean, Nick, I mean, they got the money. I mean, you could be like a thief in the night with that stuff. I mean, listen, you knew what you were paying for. I, I mean, they're going to get, they're going to appease them, them being the CW, um, you know, if they have a couple of requests. But I mean, if they start asking for John Cena week after week, I think Nick Khan's going to be like, hey, hey, you didn't buy SmackDown. See ya. Yeah. 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 Now, the AW Products Cold says House of Wrestling, uh, and this is coming from uh, internal WWE sources, uh, even with the big names they have there. They sold 80,000 for all in. They haven't shown consistent sales here for the rest of their shows in the United States. Yes, this is not new information. AEW has been cold. The creative has been cold. The ticket sales have been cold. I don't know what the reason is. Maybe it's because they charge fucking an arm and a leg to go see an AEW show live. I don't know. Maybe they're... Maybe their marketing team isn't doing what they need to do. Maybe they're running venues that are fucking 10 times the size of what they really should be running. I don't know. It's probably a mixture of everything. The but, ticket prices aren't that bad. I'll tell you that. I mean, the, the show here in Minneapolis, yeah. which I'll be on my birthday, November 29th, um, the ringside seats and row twos and threes were not over expensive. Okay. And I will say that, you know, the stuff at the Nassau Coliseum, they priced that. The tickets, they priced that very, very well. Yeah, and, that show, and that show is going to be on its way to being sold out. Yeah, and I mean, the thing here is that when it's priced right, you could sell anything. I mean, you could sell salt to a slug if it's priced right because that, that's, that slug's going to buy it. So the fact salt, of the matter- salt, salt to a slug now, huh? <laughs> So, I mean, you know, if you, if you price something right, people will buy. Consumers will always buy. Yes. And I do think some of those seats- like AEW needs to understand, and you know, I know Roth, and I, and he's a very smart man. I don't know him. I'm saying I know of him, but Roth's a very smart man. Um, but they really need to understand, in my opinion, that they're not in any position to be selling five, six hundred dollar ringside seats. I don't give a shit what it comes with. They, they're not WWE, and I'm not paying five, six hundred bucks to see AEW live to sit ringside. Now, you know, you you do that at. 200 225 you might catch some people not me but you might catch some people it's not that i don't have the money i'm just not gonna fucking spend 225 dollars at ringside for any goddamn show but um unless it's wrestlemania because that's affordable but those seats go for like twenty five thousand nowadays per night um so no i just think AEW needs to understand like where they stand here and to your point they don't need to book you know, the Staples Center, they're booking the Kia Forum. Saves them a lot of money. They can still say they're from Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, that type of shit. Be savvy. I agree. Be savvy. Yeah, uh, I mean, what do we got coming up? Full Gear Full gear is uh, doing very well. I mean, I don't know. They are I, cold, I, I, JD. I, they are cold. I'm not I'm not saying that they're not. I mean, Full Gear, they, they, they sold pretty well for Full Gear, no? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's near, oh, yeah. it's near a sold-out show for, for whatever they got set up for the stage, uh, no? I could check the manifest, but I think we're at 11,000. Yeah, that's, that's, we, pretty, that's like pretty decent. Listen, man, the, the last couple of AW shows didn't even do any way at that. No, and that's the thing here is, like, I think a lot of people need to understand that, like, you know, AEW selling 10,000 tickets to the Nassau Coliseum is, is really good friggin' yeah. business. And to sell 11,000 for full gear at the forum is damn good business. I understand WWE's tickets are hotter now than they ever were, you know, unless we go back a decade or two. But I mean, and I understand people can be like, yeah, 
Rosemont Horizon or the Allstate Arena. I'm showing my age there. 17,000. I get it, man. WWE's tickets are never, they're the hottest thing going right now in, in the world of professional wrestling. They weren't four years ago. They weren't three years ago. Hell, WrestleMania 38 in Dallas was a steal compared to what people are paying for 39 and 40. Times and business change. But AEW is okay. The walls are not falling in on them yet. Um, and again, yes, 11,000 right now, they have pretty much sold for full gear. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is cold. Uh, I'm not going to make excuses for them being cold. Uh, I've always said, put on a better product. People show up and uh, want to attend live and want to see uh, the show live and spend their money live. So, I mean, it goes, uh, it goes without saying. I said the same thing about WWE. WWE's not put on the greatest creative product, but the product is hot. And you got stars like Cody and... Uh, you know, you got uh, Roman Reigns, the Bloodline, and LA Knight. Now, you know they got people that are are must see on their television. I do feel like uh, Tony Khan's still trying to right the ship and get his footing after CM Punk, you know, was uh, terminated. So, you know, uh, we might not see that that footing until next year. I don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, JD, I think a lot of this whole, you know, the walls are falling in on AEW is their television. I think their television needs a ton of work. And I think the attendance at the television, people are just like, because realistically when AEW got off the ground, I mean, their television shows were hot. They were hot. They made a lot of sense. And the ticket sales were hot too. And sometimes they go back to different buildings and they're still hot in terms of ticket sales, but their weekly television ticket sales have not been good. They have not. No, it's, it all comes down to the creative. I mean, I seen a clip on uh, on Twitter a couple of days ago where uh, someone uploaded the entire segment of Cody Rhodes and MJF and MJF giving him the 10 lashings. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking to myself, I'm watching this on the train going to the gym the other day. I'm like, have we ever gotten a segment like this? I mean, yeah, we gotten sub-segments since then, but I mean, the energy that was in that, the the authenticity, the genuine, you know, emotion that was in that, I don't think we've really felt that a lot across this year on AEW television. That's what they're missing. It's like their essence from what I watch there is no longer there. And if creatively they get better, I feel like things would quickly turn the corner, but I don't really, I don't really understand what the problem is. I can't pinpoint what the problem is. You want me to tell you what this it's Tony Khan. I know it's Tony Khan. Well, I wouldn't get, I, you know, all right, I'm going to say some things here that um, will probably be clipped and I don't care. Um, what again, let's look at the two companies side by side. Okay. AEW. What is making you take money out of your hard-earned paycheck in this economy, which is the absolute drizzling shits, okay, and going to spend it on entertainment? Who are your draws? You can name them. MJF, that's a big draw for them because it's unique. It's unique to the brand. It's unique to AEW. WWE doesn't have him, never had. The other guys and girls, for the most part, are all fucking ex-WWE guys who they have seen a million times and people have already paid their money for. Yeah, you slap a, a new coat of paint on this guy or girl and call him a different name, but they've already seen this guy or girl. And you could use those guys to excel and to accentuate your talent, your, your talent. But MJF, realistically... And the young bucks who are, I mean, the act is kind of, I love Matt and Nick, but I mean, we've seen all of it. And Kenny, I love, I'm a huge Kenny guy. But I mean, they're not doing anything that's revolutionary. They're not doing anything that's groundbreaking. They're not using their homegrown guys and girls besides MJF to really make people get out of their house, spend money on different things, 
the one guy that they had that was from somewhere else, made a name for somewhere else, but hadn't been around for a while was CM Punk. And he was selling a lot of stuff, tickets, pay-per-views, whatever for him. You go over to the WWE thing, Roman. The whole heel run has been insane, okay? LA Knight now. They took an AEW talent in Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, who made a name for himself on the independents and then in AEW and brought him over to WWE and gave him bright lights, pyro, sing-along. All they did was... was tweak that character a little bit and they're off to the races selling tickets Seth Rollins the change in his character WWE has done things to make people want to spend money on their product AEW needs to stop putting out five star classics and expect the casual or the family of four to go to the fucking show because they're not they're not yeah I don't think I don't think anybody's really brought up that line of discussion you know like like Drew said, how, how many people have we seen on AEW television that these fans and these families have spent their money on already? Jericho and Edge, Edge. and and, and uh, Danielson, fucking Brian Danielson, Christian Cage. It's like Adam Cole. It's great. It's great. It's great. But it shouldn't be at the forefront. Now I'm trying to think who AEW had while they first started. They had MJF. They had Hangman. Kenny was there. But it was the first time Kenny and the, the Bucks. Yeah, it was the first on American were on soil. American soil. Yeah. They were exclusive to an American product. Cody was and coming they, off a hot run on the Indies. He was yeah. in the fucking spotlight. Jericho was their world champion. Moxley I mean, coming yeah, off a hot Mo- WWE run and then uh, yeah, transforming and he, himself. Yeah, it, but now it's like okay, so what? What? What are we seeing with with Adam Copeland? I mean, the big six man tag match is happening at full gear. They had these these bastards do a six-man tag on collision. Why wasn't Adam Copeland's first six-man tag with Sting on a pay-per-view? What are we doing? I Again, like, you only get so many chances for fans to be like, I want to see Copeland. I want to see Copeland. I do. I want to see this version of Adam Copeland. But, man, recycle, <laughs> reuse, and re... No, like, no. Like, give me something unique. What is unique? I'm glad all these guys and girls are coming over for the big paycheck. I'm glad the industry is that good. But again, you know, Mercedes coming in, that's going to be something we haven't seen. How long is that going to last for AW? They got to use it right. They got to use Mercedes right because Mercedes hasn't been seen on television for over a year. Uh, you know, like one of the big major two, AEW and WWE. So again, there's just, they're not doing the things that you would want them to do with these talents. And all they're doing is buying talent. The WWE has beaten into the ground yeah that's uh that's a very good point wardlow i see some people in the chat saying wardlow yeah they dropped the they dropped the ball on wardlow uh you know they they have the young talent to uh to do what they need to do i just don't think they have any creative manpower to really get that talent where it needs to be and and that's what's making the product cold that as far as i'm concerned is what's making the product cold and i I don't know I, I, i don't yeah i don't know how we fix it but uh, it, it certainly opens up a whole new line of discussion for sure. Uh, and, and it really goes to what the discussion is in the wrestling space. Has the AEW appeal and the luster of AEW, that new car smell, finally has worn off? Like, as the, as the bubble burst? And it, it's very difficult to argue. It really is. You can't argue that because Drew just made some excellent points here. Yeah, I mean, listen, I love the guns, okay? Another really good yeah. team. That's going to be with AEW for a long time. That's something unique. The acclaim. People were clamoring for the guns and the acclaim. And they just pivoted right back to, and I, 
Listen, how much shit did I catch when I said FTR was probably one, if not the number two greatest tag team of all time? A ton. FTR is the best, but they ran through everybody. Yeah. Like fucking Drano. They're, I mean, there's nobody left. The Bucks are in a, a tag team match, and they're the number one contenders for the tag titles. And the tag titles are being defended in a match that doesn't make any, like, where are the Bucks? Are they taking on Kenny and Chris? Cool. Like, what? And you, all they did was they had everything. They had the cool factor. They had the hardcore factor. They had all of this stuff. And they just, well, we got to go get him. Bring him in. We'll do this. And it's like, you, WWE already did this. It's cool that you slapped a new coat of paint on this. But what else are you going to do? Okay, we're here. Where are we going next? Yeah, they lost, they, they lost some of their identity. Uh, I've I've ranted about this several several times. I mean, it's not uh, it's not new information. We I, I might as well I might as well stick it here because I I was gonna get into the Vince McMahon stuff. We can always get into that. Not really a big deal. I mean, it, it is what it is. We've talked about Vince uh, so much. Let's keep with the AW stuff. Dynamite. I know you mentioned Drew uh, about Samoa Joe and him dropping the TV title, Ring of Honor TV title. You know, I, I see a lot of fans have a problem with the way he dropped the title uh, instead of putting over Keith Lee. You didn't? The, the, I, actually, I did not, but I see why people are upset. The reason why I'm not upset about it is because Smojo needs to be on Dynamite. He needs to be on AEW side, and he needs to be on Television Weekly. I don't give a fuck about Ring of Honor. I don't. Ring of Honor Dark. Else. I don't give a shit about the TV title over there. I get what people are saying. Well, he fucking, you know, made Keith Lee black out in a submission and, you know, then he gave up the championship. Is there no such thing as being a two-time champion or a multi-time champion? Like, he can hold the TV championship and then go after the fucking AEW World Championship. Shady, that, that brand is dead. It's dead because of the way that they handled it. I know. I wish they'd fucking burn it into the ground. I can't stand it. But I did not have a problem with it because I want Joe on Dynamite. I don't give a shit about Ring of Honor, but why were you upset about the way he dropped the championship? Should he have put over Keith Lee? But then you get into this, then you get to the discussion of like, well, Keith Lee's cold. Like, if he wins the Ring yeah. of Honor TV championship, it's almost as if he's not winning a title at all because it's fucking worthless. Cool. We don't need to drop the championship to Keith Lee. Like, Samoa Joe didn't need to do that. But I'm going to bring up AEW's roster right now. And, I mean, I could name a couple off the top of my head who could absolutely use, and that would be such a momentum boost for them, um, winning the television championship from a guy like Samoa Joe. And the thing is, is, like, Joe could have just, he could have been a triple threat match. He could have protected Joe, too, because I see the other side of the argument, and I hear, well, Joe can't get pinned if he's going to try for the world championship in AEW fine give me a triple threat or a fatal forward joe remains strong there's so many ways you could have done this so many ways uh ari davari who we never see could have easily won that championship and would have it would have meant something for him bandito con uh buddy matthews uh dante martin i mean i know he's in a tag team darius martin either of these guys ethan page where the fuck is he hook I love Hook. You want to talk about somebody, and Hook needs to stay on Dynamite, but I'm just saying Hook is somebody that AEW needs to really sink their teeth into. Him, Willie Hobbs, um, and well, some other people. It's not, it's not like I get where you're going with that, but look, look at the landscape of the rest of the show. They did that match, and then they did Jay Briscoe, not Jay Briscoe, Mark Briscoe. God rest his soul, mm -hmm. Jay Briscoe. Mark Briscoe and, and uh, Jay White uh, on, yeah. on Dynamite in the main event. Like, 
And that was a, a, an eliminator match. Like, Jay White was putting his world championship opportunity at MJF on the line against fucking Mark Briscoe. Why the fuck would Jay White do that? So, like, to, to, yeah. go, to, to go back to your point, could have made it a triple threat match. Could have been Mark Briscoe, Samoa Joe, and Keith Lee. You could put the title on Keith Lee by pinning Mark Briscoe. Put, could have put the title on Mark Briscoe by pinning Keith Lee or, or something. Samoa Joe didn't need to be pinned to go back to your point. They just, they lose sight of the, the bigger picture. And then no. I, I feel like they're just trigger happy. Like, hey, we'll do that. And then they, no, don't, he, they don't really think. Here's the deal. All right. Well, in my opinion, and I put this out on social media, so I'll put it out here. Tony bought Ring of Honor to keep it from Vince's clutches and to keep it from being on Peacock or the WWE Network, wherever you're located. And he did it as a favor to CM Punk and Brian Danielson. Because majority of their career is on there. Same thing with Adam Cole. Some of the Bucks matches. Um, and he also can own the first All In. Because that was a Ring yeah. of Honor production. So there's a lot of things that Tony did to help out his current roster. And it, in my opinion, it was bought as a favor. They tried. And I'll say that again. I think Tony bought Ring of Honor as a favor to some of his boys and girls. Okay? I think they tried hard. AEW tried to get that Ring of Honor brand over. Jericho as their champion, Claudia. There's so much shit. Eddie Kingston. There's so much shit that they did. And now they're starting to see that it failed. It failed because what they bought was a library and they're trying to resurrect a brand that was dead. It died, you know, so many years ago. And I mean, FTR was even their tag time champions for a while. I mean, it's, it, they did a lot of things. And right now what they need to do is just make it what it is, put it on a streaming network, and just have it be like NXT, truthfully. It's it's their feeder system. It's 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 exactly what Tony Khan said is not Ring of Honor. It's their feeder system. And, and it's never going to live up to what it used to be. They're never going to bring it back to what it used to be. And, you know, the only thing, the only positive is I see out of the Ring of Honor brand is you get these young kids, these young men and women who are trying to learn the ropes and get some TV time, learn how TV's done, and, you know, learn how the whole live production of a wrestling show works. That's where you go to work. If you want to go to AEW, if you're in AEW, you want to learn the ropes, that's what you do. And, and then you hear the excuse, oh, well, Ring of Honor is selling more pay-per-views now than any other time when oh. they were under Sinclair. Who gives a shit? Well, no shit, because the pay-per-views are $29.99, I think, and they're throwing AEW top stars on it. Of course. And and wrestling fans eat up shit that you could <laughs> slap a turd in the box, slap an AEW logo on it, and people are going to buy it. That's just what it is. And Tony's no dummy. But again, Tony bought Ring of Honor as a favor. He needed the all-in. If he's going to have all-in regularly, he needs to own the first one. Not to mention how significant all-in was to AEW. So Tony paid what Tony paid because I guarantee you Danielson and Punk and the Bucks and Omega all sat down. I was like, please get the Ring of Honor stuff. And Tony was like, fine, I'll make you guys happy. I'll buy it. How was how Ring of Honor supposed to survive as a brand when AEW is what Ring of Honor of old is now? Like, I don't I don't really understand what the, what the whole logic is here. Like, just just, they, get, just put the fucking tape library on Max and just call it a day. I don't give a fuck. I don't well, give they a don't shit need, about any of the talent there. They don't, they don't, they will do that, but they don't need to just do that. They need to t treat Ring of Honor as the feeder system to AEW, yeah. it's perfect. It works. You don't need to run. They don't run seven, eight thousand seat buildings unless they're doing their show during WrestleMania weekend, which is a piggyback. But I mean, they don't need to do that. AEW just needs to keep it what it is, and you could use like the whole NXT model. 
You want to send Ricky Starks to Ring of Honor and be your world champion for three months? Whatever. You want to have uh, Adam Copeland have one Ring of Honor match or show up at a Ring of Honor show? Cool. Do it. That could work. But stop treating this like a, a viable like second brand get fucking lost no it's it's nowhere near where it needs to be and, and uh again i cannot stress this enough to everybody keep that shit off of my wednesday night viewing i don't want to see anything regarding ring of honor uh, uh the six-man tag team titles in ring of honor were defended on dynamite i mean we have our own set of trios championship here get that shit away from me keep that shit on ring of honor um so again, i'll give you an yeah i'll give you an example to jd's point it's like I'm trying to have a conversation with my son and then my daughter and my other son and my wife all want my attention. Yeah. AEW is my son. And then you're bringing in Ring of Honor, this trio championship. That works. And I'm like, what the, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Is this Ring of Honor or is this AEW? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Tony Khan's got to get a, a grip on what he's doing. He's trying to do too much uh, at the same time. Uh, that was one instance. Uh, I agree with what. Drew feels about that with Samoa Joe. Me, on the other hand, I, it's, you could get that shit away from me as quick as you can. I don't really care. Joe is way worth more uh, on Dynamite than he is on Ring of Honor. The other thing that I want There's no to doubt about that, JD. Yeah, but I know. He, he needed to do, if I mean, all the time and effort they have spent on this brand. Your television champion just saying, fuck this piece of shit. Okay, I can't wait to buy that meteorites. Well, yeah, what, what does it also say about Keith Lee and what they think of Keith Lee? You're not good enough to win a championship, man, but we're going to have him vacated. Like, if I'm Keith Lee, I'm taking that shit disrespectfully, man. I'm like, yo, Paul, when's uh, when can I talk to you, you know? Um, and it became personal right then and there. Yeah, it, it did. Um, the other thing that happened on Dynamite was the... We'll get to the devil stuff because I do want to talk about the devil. Mm -hmm. uh, I know a lot of people are talking about uh, who the devil is, and they gave a big clue as to who the devil is. Um, Mariah May. Now, I know Drew and I are not familiar with Mariah May. I've seen clips. I mean, she looks fucking unbelievable. Um, but, familiar. um, familiar. uh, yeah, she looks unbelievable. She's got this story now where she's going to be integrated into the Tony Storm universe. Uh, I have good knowledge of the situation. I know this is discussed. I've had this told firsthand to me by someone in AEW that the Mariah May gimmick is about this movie called All About Eve. Now, this movie starred uh, Bette Davis, and I think this is back in the 1950s. The film starred Bette, Bette Davis, or Betty Davis, as Margot Channing, and this was uh, a highly regarded but aging Broadway star and Ann Baxter, who played Eve Harrington, an ambitious young fan who her herself kind of maneuvered her way into Channing's life, ultimately threatened Channing's career and her personal relationship. So from what I gather here, Drew, this is going to be Mariah May kind of getting in with Tony Storm and kind of being an understudy, you know, for the pro wrestling geek out there, uh, Mickey James to her Trish Stratus, and she's going to undermine Tony Storm, and Tony Storm is going to basically give way to Mariah May being the star of the show. The way that they debuted her, it, you know, some people loved it. Some people hated it. I wasn't really a big fan of it, but it was, here she is, Mariah May. We signed her, uh, RJ City interview, and then Tony Storm's going to be on the show next week. I'll introduce you then. It's like, what the fuck? Like, no vignettes, yeah. no fucking, no, no, nothing pre-taped or anything. Like, maybe have her, something witty, something creative. Like, that was the best they got? 
Again, I think they hot shot a lot of things because I think, you know, AW really wants to um, be, you know, in the news. They want to be talked about on social media, which I get impressions are huge. But yes, I agree. You could have done even like extremely obvious vignettes or hints yeah. that it's her. You could have done that. I agree. And there's a way to like make fans and captivate them so that they want to watch this person before this person gets on their screen. WWE is the king of this. Think about it for a second. You remember the Carlito vignettes? Who the hell knew about Carlos Colon Jr. or whatever Carlito's full name is? Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure some pro wrestling nerds did. I didn't until I saw the Carlito vignettes. And I was like, oh, that's all right. He's okay. Then I was like, all right, cool, whatever. You know, and then all of a sudden he debuted. And I was like, man, I want to see who this guy is. And then he showed up and started spitting apples and all this other stuff. There's tons of things that WWE did that makes you want to invest the Razor Ramon gimmicks. You remember that? The vignettes and everything else like that? I mean, again, there's tons of things that WWE does that will make you want to invest in that talent before they even step foot in the ring because that's what they are. They're characters. Taz, my, one of my favorites of all time in ECW. They flashed that 13 and everything else on the screen. And I knew who it was, but I was anticipating his debut week after week after week. Yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not even talking. I mean, those are all great examples. I'm not even talking about like throwing it in your face. Like nobody knows who she is here. Like she wrestled in stardom. She wrestled for Bushi Road and New Japan and all that shit. But, uh, you know, I I think back to remember the, the uh, wood cabin in the fucking woods with the rain. Everybody thought it was Sting coming to the, uh, coming to WWE oh, yeah. wrestling the other day. Something so, something like that where it's like it supposed to be. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, it would have been fucking unbelievable if that was the it case. It was supposed then, to then be. Then it ended up being the Undertaker. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ! Are we really missing the boat on that? I remember that. I remember watching. But how, those. how invested we were in that shit? Man, like, oh shit, he's fucking here, you know? And then yeah. something like that where where it's not blatantly obvious who it is, but. Something to go in line with what Tony Storm is doing. Something like that. The Wyatt family stuff, too. Nobody knew those guys. Nobody knew those guys. And then it was all like, bro, these boys are creepy. Yeah. You know? And when they came out, you got the lantern. You got the whole fucking vibe. It's like, that's what I'm talking about. Now, the positives, she's got a character. She's got on TV. You know of her name now. She's got Mm -hmm. direction. She's going to be mixed in with one of the most charismatic and entertaining aspects of the show in Tony Storm. So, yes. It should be fine. I just think that they could have done it a little bit better. I I can't like I have PTSD right now with that taker stuff because I remember me and my buddy like getting on the phone as soon as that vignette end uh, aired, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "Sting's actually showing up to WWE." Yeah. And then it was the next week, and we were like, "Ooh, you see that ominous person in there?" Like, yeah. it's fucking dude, do you stink. see, you, dude? You see nothing but the under on the, the like the bottom part of the fucking cloak or or the yeah. or the the jacket. I'm like. Holy shit, man, we're getting Sting. You know, yeah. it's like they made you think that it was fucking Sting, and then The Undertaker shows up with a fucking axe. <laughs> he fucking axes the door, and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit, man? Come I think on. it was, from what I was told, and what he, I think Steve uh, Sting has talked about this, I think, yeah, it was supposed to be him, but things fell through. But yes, I do remember that. And yeah, to your point, I mean, they could have done better, but, I, you know, we, debuting her cold, but man, what a... Um, there's nothing better than her getting to be involved with Tony Storm because Tony's one of the hottest things W or AW has. WWE dropped the ball big time on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's got a little bit more creative freedom here. She's doing her thing. Love it. Very interested to see where it goes. Mariah May's probably going to help Tony Storm win the championship from Sheeta at full gear, which we'll get into in a little bit. 
uh, where Mercedes fits into that because we both feel she's there. Uh, or Somebody on her said way Jericho. There. I mean, there was a lot of people who didn't know who Chris Jericho was, but he debuted, and it was he, the person standing in the ring was The Rock. Yeah. Well, that's that's just. I mean, they took a fucking stab in the night there with that one. I mean, that was. I mean, did, did you ever expect him to come in and immediately start feuding with The Rock? No. No. But I mean, what they showed you was like we believe this guy could be a prime time player. Yeah. You know. So, Mariah May, that was another aspect of Dynamite. And then the ending of the show, Drew. We had uh, the masked men, the Foot Clan, uh, the, these these uh, masked devils, devil servants here uh, showed up. And uh, someone was a fucking big-ass motherfucker there. I don't know who it was. It looked uh, very Wardlow-esque or someone the size of Wardlow or Big Bill. Um, Anthony Bowens got thrown through glass. And everybody's talking now about who the devil may be, and they're taking this as a big clue. Maybe the devil is Jack Perry because he threw someone through real glass. This is what uh, this is what the discussion is now on social media. Uh, and I'm saying to myself, if the fucking devil ends up being Jack Perry, this is a fucking fail, and how many more people are going to be driven away from the AEW product? Now, there are only a handful of people, Drew, that this realistically could be. Adam, no, there's only a handful of people that it fucking should be. Adam Cole is at the top of my list, even though it's fucking easy and predictable. It's the best choice. Jesse and I talked about this. Britt Baker's another one, but where do you go with Britt Baker? I mean, they're going to mix tag team matches. Are they going to fucking have MJF feud with Britt Baker? I don't. I mean, I don't really see what the big deal is in that. Maybe Britt Baker and Adam Cole go hand in hand. Uh, it could hard be- to pay that one off, though. I'm yeah. with you. I'd love Britt, but it's hard yeah. to pay that one off. You'd have to have, like, Mercedes align herself with MJF or somebody yeah. in that magazine. Uh, along something along those lines. It's a very tough payoff. It could be MJF himself. I think that's one of the worst uh, options for it to be MJF. I don't want it to be MJF, uh, but uh, it could certainly end up being him. The other, the other name that people are talking about, Drew, is it to be Tony Khan. Now, I mean, do, do, do you, are you scrambling to see Tony Khan as an on-air uh, authority figure on AEW television? But I think it would, uh, would kind of take a, a pin and just deflate that balloon in AEW, man. What do you think? I said this on social media. I mean, I had a discussion, and then it was funny. Like, AEW picked up. They were like, who do you think the devil is? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't think they looked at my stuff and was like, we should put this out. Yeah. But I will say, a, this devil reveal the unmasking and whoever his henchmen or henchwomen are, it needs to be massive. It yeah. needs to be a big deal. If it's Jack Perry, I'm done. Fart in church. See you later. Could yeah. care less. Yeah. I, I, that would be it for me. I'd be okay. Bye-bye. That's like change the channel type of shit. Yeah. And I don't have many of those moments, but and I that's don't nothing give- against Jack Perry. I'm a big fan of Jack Perry. I think what he was doing was he was, you know, he was getting his wheels going on that heel run and then he, he got suspended, but you know, for him to come back and fucking be revealed as the devil to feud with MJF, I mean, who I don't under- to see that. I don't see how you fire one of your biggest draws and Jack Perry is the man behind this mask getting all this time and attention. I mean, what a giant slap in the face. So yeah. I, I don't even think it's going to. And again, I Jack Perry's a great wrestler, um, but I, like, no. Okay. The Brit thing would be hard to pay off. I would love it. I think WWE has done a really good job with Rhea, how they've made her like the focal point of Judgment Day when everyone thought it was either going to be Priest or Finn, and it really is Rhea. So I think Brit would be cool because they've shown, WWE's shown that you can have a woman lead a faction and still kind of, you know, be very dominant in her own field. So Brit would be cool, but what's the payoff? I, you know, we'd have to figure that one out. Um, Tony, 
Tony, Tony Khan. Khan would be tough because I've seen Tony get on the mic and it is dreadful. Yeah. Tony's a genius, but some people really can't. They just, they, it, it's just not their forte. And I, man, I, to pay that one off. I mean, I could see it like he, Tony being Vince McMahon and, and MJF being Stone Cold Steve Austin. It would be a cool, like nostalgia trip for me. Cause I grew up during that era, but Tony is nowhere near Vince McMahon. No, so. no, Vince McMahon is the greatest heel character in the history of the business. It's, 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 yeah. I mean, it wouldn't, I, it, it wouldn't make sense. And honestly, you know, you want to do everything in your power to keep MJF and not fucking drive him out of the company. If you got a storyline where he's, you know, uh, starting a bidding war with the other fucking company. I mean, it's just that doesn't make sense. Why would Tony Khan want to do that? Yeah, and I gave this example the other. I was talking to a close friend, and I was like, you know. It, Tony could work because it could almost be like Professor X of the X-Men. I'm not really like a comic book guy, but I did watch X-Men growing up. And you never really saw Professor X get busy. He just kind of, you know, steered the ship. And he was kind of the brains behind everything. And it could work with Tony. But realistically, like, I wouldn't be too mad at that. I'd really like to see how that one plays out. But there's a lot of people on the list that if they make this this person or that person, I'm just going to be like, I, I can't get invested in your shit anymore. Yeah. Truthfully, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a bang and reveal. I mean, other, other, uh, other, other ones, Jay White, it could be Jay White, could be Roddy, could be Kyle O'Reilly. You know, he's, oh. uh, he's due to come back. None of those names are going to no. do it for me. Uh, what if it's an ex WWE guy? Will works. Will Osprey. That works. Again, that's, I'm not sold on that one either. What about Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> no. <I love> Dolph, <laughs> no. Years, man, was he a fucking job guy in WWE? Yeah, let's bring him in to feud with MJF and reveal him as to be the ultimate power. What is wrong with some of these people? Sean Spears, Sammy Callahan. No, I love you guys. Sammy Guevara. No, no. (laughs) I love Sammy, but come on. Like, I want them to use their homegrown talent, but this doesn't fit any of like it. Just no, no. No. That's what you're going to start AEW television off with in 2024. Mustafa Ali versus MJF. Give me a break. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. Jesus yeah, Christ. No. You guys are crazy, man. Bunch of comedians in the chat. Um, oh. That was Dynamite. Uh, quickly, I want to get into a little Vince. I want to get into the full gear stuff. But quickly, Drew, we'll run through this really quick. Uh, some of the things that happened on Raw and on SmackDown. We'll start with Raw. The Drew McIntyre heel turn. I mm. loved it. I love the way that they played it out in the beginning of the show where... Judgment Day was kicked and banned from the building, but Rhea Ripley remained, and she did everything she could to kind of steer Adam Pierce's attention away from what he wanted to do. He wanted no members of the Judgment Day in the building, but she lingered in the building, and that played a factor in her talking to Drew McIntyre, who showed up at the end of the show, and Claymore kicked Jay Uso, and the Judgment Day retained the championships, and Drew McIntyre is now aligned with the Judgment Day for War Games. I thought from the beginning... To the end, I thought what Triple H and team did there played out beautifully, and I'm excited to see Drew in this heel turn. Yeah, um, I thought Raw was, like, the ending was beautiful. He didn't, uh, Drew McIntyre didn't touch Cody. Uh, You know, he touched Jay, which I understood. Bloodline stuff, he seems like he never got over. The announcers really honed in on that. And then the handshaking with Rhea, which I thought was very, very good television. And again, there's a lot of things that are happening here. Um, that, you know, people are talking about that, but then the J.D. McDonough and the Priest thing, which we talked about. There's a lot of moving parts here in this Judgment Day storyline. And now what this does is Judgment Day's got some big bed backup, and Drew has needed a heel turn forever. 
And I think they're giving him that now. And I think Drew, this is kind of them showing WWE showing to Drew that we want you around. And I think Drew either has or will re-sign with WWE um, depending on the outcome of this heel run, but they're listening to him. And Drew has wanted to be heel from what I've been told for a while now. Yeah, it just had to be the right situation. This seems to be and the right is. situation. Uh, Randy Orton now makes perfect sense as the fifth guy. Uh, he's got history with Drew McIntyre. He's got history with Cody. And that dynamic between Randy Orton and Jay Uso, who was a former member of the Bloodline, and we haven't seen that play out on television yet. And the Bloodline put Randy Orton out for a year and a half. That's the most exciting part of that. So Randy Orton fitting into that opens up a whole nother three or four different stories going into war games. So uh, I'm excited to see that. I thought Raw at, at the end of the show was great. The middle was fucking horrendous. Mm. I don't know what happened yesterday. I was not feeling anything. The women's segments bombed. Uh, I wasn't even feeling Champa versus Kaiser, which is unbelievable. But as I love both of those guys, but I thought Monday Night Raw. What's up with Imperium? Missed. I don't know. Uh, I mean, are they, they one week they're teasing a the split, the next week they're all together. One week it's Vinci, one week it's Kaiser. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and it seems like, you know, Gunther is pretty, like, fed up with yeah. Ludwig Kaiser. So it's interesting, right? Because that's another dynamic. Maybe maybe they are the the, the reason he loses the championship. Not to the Miz, though. Mm. But uh, we, we got another heel turn on SmackDown. We got Santos Escobar turning heel on, on Rey Mysterio, and uh, apparently <laughs> you were trying to tell me what I already knew on uh, on Twitter. Uh, from what we saw of Crown Jewel. I did not expect them, Drew, to pay this off immediately. Uh, but I, I, thought, no uh, I, I thought what they did was was great stuff. It was simple. It was effective. And uh, now we have the looming question of, well, what's, what's going to happen with the rest of Legato? How come they didn't join Santos? So we got a little cliffhanger in that. People aren't really thinking about that. But what did you think of the heel turn on, on Friday? I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, I thought that, you know, Carlito, um, I believe, was the one who brought up like, hey, we don't blame him, you know, this and that and everything. I thought it was thought it was very well done. Um, I think we're going to see a split. You know, Ray is out with an injury for, I think, six to eight weeks. So uh, maybe the whole faction just kind of, you know, uh, is run by uh, Santos. If if not, then um, I love a singles Santos uh, Escobar hero one. I love it. With War Games now, uh, obviously staying on Monday with the men and then Friday with the ladies. I know we discussed possibly having the Bloodline and Judgment Day play off in their partnership, and maybe we get that dynamic in War Games, and then we get LA Knight involved. I know this is a big talking point. I know I've made it a big talking point personally on my end of things. What do you do with LA Knight going into Survivor Series? I mean, are we looking at AJ Styles coming back? And team with LA not against Solo and Jimmy at Survivor Series because that's where I feel like we're going Friday. Yeah, we've kind of touched on this a bunch. Yeah. And I, you know, the whole LA Knight and, and the rest of the Bloodline crew not having anything to do with Survivor Series is kind of strange at this point. I think we'll get some answers this Friday on SmackDown, but man, um, you know, you need LA Knight on Survivor Series, in my opinion. You also you always need the Bloodline. So yeah. I have to wait and see. I the the report that I read the other day or was floating on the internet that WWE believes that LA Knight has peaked in his popularity. I I ignored that shit. Asinine. It's just <laughs> asinine. <laughs> who who reported that? And why would WWE say that? <laughs> the fuck? Are we still hey, talking that, about thanks, that? Thanks for all the support. He sucks. See ya. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, we why put him in the main that? event with our biggest guy, but uh, I'll see you later, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Come on. Someone that I thought was going to be at Survivor Series, Drew, was Logan Paul. Apparently, Logan Paul, um, I, I would have loved to see him and Ray uh, in a tag team match with Dominic and Ricochet. Apparently, Ray is now hurt, like you just mentioned. I don't know if it's storyline or if it's legit. 
No, it's uh, legit. He had it, surgery. Okay, it's legit. Uh, Ricochet's got concussion. He's going to go through concussion protocol. So they're, they're, they're both missing Survivor Series. So that nixes my great idea of having that tag team match with Dominic and Logan Paul. But Logan Paul was in the news for other reasons, Drew, because he retired from boxing, and now he's a full-time, quote, full-time WWE star. His boxing record was one win, one loss, and two ties. So uh, what a what a tremendous boxing career, man. He's leaving behind there. I mean... What what is now Logan How's Paul? His, uh, what's his career earnings? That's what y'all need to be talking. Okay. About. I mean, it's, uh, way that's more, what it's about. Way, way more than a one and one record. Right, um, exactly. now, what does Logan Paul do now with the United States Championship? Not taking pictures in the shower and oh. sleeping with the fucking title and his wife. Give me a break. The sleeping uh, thing I didn't mind, but I loved how Kevin Owens shit on the whole. Like I'm not a weirdo. I'm not going to take a shower with the championship. I I love that because that was where I when I saw that I was like, what the f- well, what are we? Doing? I, I mean, I mean, from what we've seen, a lot worse with uh, WWE titles in the oh. past. I won't I won't, oh, I won't, oh, I, I won't oh, mention oh. Uh, what and who. You stay in the fire with me. <laughs> You just, Listen, you just like light, there, light me man. up. What the fuck? Light me up. I know. I'm just saying. Um, um, Logan Paul. No, what is what does he do with the title now, man? Is he is he is he going to be more on on WWE television yes. with, with the United States Championship now that he's not boxing? What's going on here? Yeah, absolutely. And you want to know what the visibility of that United States Championship now has never been higher. I mean, and again, what they're doing. And again, you know, like I'll break this down as simply as I possibly can uh, for you guys and girls who watch you who really don't understand some of the things. What they're doing now is they're shining a big, bright light on the United States Championship, only to give it to one of their biggest and brightest lights that is actually a full-time WWE performer in LA night, in my opinion, at WrestleMania. Logan's going to hold on to that championship and give it the most visibility it could possibly have until WrestleMania where we see LA night take the championship off of him, he being Logan Paul. That's two instances now where Kevin Owens made mention uh, of uh, something Logan Paul related. I mean, Logan Paul mm. made fun of his Rey Mysterio t-shirt a couple of weeks back. Now Kevin Owens is making fun of uh, the way Logan Paul's handling the United States title. Look out for that match being at the Royal Rumble on the undercard. 100% going to happen. Yeah. 100%. And then, like you that- said, we talked about LA Knight, Logan Paul. I mean, that's just fucking bank on that happening at WrestleMania. Yeah, and here's the thing. Um, you know, here's the deal. Logan versus Kevin Owens, it's a great way to keep both those men out of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Great like way to keep them out of the Rumble. You want to keep both strong, you know, Logan cheats to win, and then you could have a rematch at the Elimination Chamber if you want. I mean, you know, where Kevin goes at WrestleMania is anyone's guess. So yeah. uh two more things, and then we can get into uh whatever Drew has on his end. Maybe I missed something this week. I'm usually on top of this stuff, but two more things on my end here. One, we won't spend too much time on this because uh I mean, I don't really know who wants to hear about him anymore. We all know Vince McMahon is a liability to TKO. Now, the big news that came out this week is that Vince McMahon sold 8.4 million shares of TKO stock. Now, I, I talked about this, Drew. Apparently, you know, people are predicting his downfall and that they're trying to push him out of the company. And you and I both discussed this. We feel like that is eventually going to be the case, but not right now. Why would Vince sell 8.4 million shares of TKO stock? And why would Ari Emanuel and his team buy 1 million worth of stock? Mark Shapiro and Ari Emanuel are going to buy 1 million of the stock Vince McMahon is putting up for sale. And then other company directors are set to purchase 850,000 worth of stock. And they are going to repurchase approximately 100 million worth of stock that he sold. Why is this happening? And what is your uh, 
opinion on this doom and gloom situation? My take remains the same as it always been. I said, sound the alarm bells, and that's what you guys should do. Yeah. This wasn't going to be a, a week or a month process. It can't happen that way. Vince McMahon would have the SEC and the Federal Trade Commission up his ass if he was just like, hey, I'm selling all my... They'd be like, no, 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 no. Not to mention, Vince would be an absolute moron to sell his majority shares of WWE before we get to the hottest period stock price-wise uh, that is the months of January through April when WWE does its biggest business. So what Vince McMahon is doing right now is liquidating some of his stock because he can't sell it all off at once. It looks too obvious, and that's what's happening, in my opinion. What Vince McMahon and I believe TKO are planning is a Vince McMahon removal by WrestleMania 40. After WrestleMania 40, the event goes off. They have their biggest grossing WrestleMania in history, their highest grossing, this and that, viewership, blah, 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 money this, money that. And then Vince McMahon, again, will have sold more stocks in January, maybe even February when the stock price rises. You know, I saw a lot of idiots being like, oh, well, you know, Vince McMahon was going to sell uh, you know, he wouldn't sell now. No, he, if this is the plan, you got to start liquidating some of your assets. And if Vince was all about making the most bang for his buck and didn't give a shit what the SEC or the FTC or his partners at TKO thought, he probably would have sold, you know, a couple months from now or earlier when the stock price was higher. So you got to read between the lines. Well, the, uh, stock, the, stock is, the stock is falling now. Is that a reason why Vince also sold now? I mean, it continues to go down. He's been ousted in, in the reports that he's a liability and this and that. Obviously, his name is bringing uh, a bad rep to TKO. Is the stock going down and then other variables as well with, you know, SmackDown not getting a bigger deal than uh, than anticipated and Monday Night Raw now get, not really finding a home yet. Do these variables also contribute to why Vince also sold? Um. No, I would say yes and no. I think, again, this might have, you know, again, behind closed doors, they might have said, hey, Vince, like, you know, you, you got to go by 40. And that might have yeah. been the plan no matter what. We, yeah. we don't know that. We don't know what that plan is. Um, I think Vince McMahon is just liquidating his assets right now because it can't all happen at once. It would be insider trading and illegal yeah. to a certain extent. So I think this is what we're seeing. I mean, I, I know a lot of you um, Wall Street bros came at me on Twitter and not everything goes according to plan. Not everything goes the way all these other things go. Mergers are messy, especially this one. And Vince McMahon, although is still, you know, regarded as one of the best ever uh, to do a lot of things, he does not look good health wise. No. So, you know, I don't know how long Vince, nobody knows how long Vince is going to be on this planet, but man, you know, watching him walk around Saudi Arabia with Taker and all that other stuff, Vince did not look like Vince. Well, the reason, well, the Undertaker actually talked about that at uh, his recent one man show, uh, Dead Man mm -hmm. One Man Show. What did he uh, say? I didn't he, see that. He, uh, he actually, someone brought up the reason uh, or asked the reason why Vince was walking around Saudi Arabia with a cane because oh, he had back he had, surgery. Yeah, yeah, he had uh, back surgery. But the thing is, Taker described the situation as. Well, Vince was healing from the back surgery and then went to the gym way beyond or well well before the doctors told him to get back in there and start working regular again, and he herniated a disc. So now he's going to walk around with a cane. Right. And he didn't want a walker. He, he wanted a, a fashionable cane. <laughs> so it's yeah. Well, I mean, I get it. You know, he's whatever. a prideful man. I get it. But, I, I mean, you know, I – again, I think what's telling – what what's what's really telling is uh he's on his way out yeah and but i, I mean smile and sleep easy at night yeah okay <laughs> um but again what, what we saw was tko has agreed to purchase 
approximately a hundred million of those shares that Vince is selling. Yeah. That's a hundred, a hundred million out of 714 million or so. Yeah. So Ari and Mark Shapiro bought 12,000 shares each. And the other board of directors bought 10,000 shares each 80, 850,000 and 1 million in the market value, man. I mean, come on. The writing's for, on the for, wall. For the simpletons out there like me who don't, who don't fully understand this thing, Vince is now less powerful than he was last week. Yeah, and he's still going to be the, he still has, you yes. know, 20% or whatever. And I, I understand where people are like, well, let me run the numbers for you. Great. You're, I love your numbers, but here's what you don't put into the equation is when Vince does this again in January or in February or March, are you guys going to come here and say you were right? No, you're right, Drew. No, what you're going to say is, oh, well, things changed and this story dropped. Yeah, but again, this is how business works. They know shit's coming down the pipeline. And what he's doing, Vince McMahon and, and TKO, is they're getting all their ducks in a row for what could be. They don't play the what-if game in business. They play the what we're going to do right now game. They don't. And on that note, the next story is WWE expected to introduce a new way of advertising during shows. And now apparently Drew Vince McMahon, he was not open to muddying up the ring. He wanted a clean look around ringside and on the ring mats. Now uh, WWE potentially could be going the way of UFC with advertisements on the ring and in the ring mat on the turnbuckles and McMahon is now open to this. He has no uh, fucking choice. That's exactly what I said uh, when I talked about this. He has no choice. McMahon may have been against it. He may still be against it. But if he's got 10 other fucking uh, board members saying, I want it, and he's the only one that doesn't want it, he has to He has to like it. It's so, not even that. It's uh, w The smart thing to do here is make okay, money. That's part <laughs> of it. Yeah, that's always the smart thing to do. But let's 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 pull this back a little bit, okay? So I, we all believe, well, the smart people, in my opinion, and granted, I could be wrong, okay? I've been wrong once. I'm just kidding. But um, Vince is on his way out, right? That's what we believe. That's yeah. what you believe. Yeah. That's what I believe. That's what some, you know, the, the smart people here believe. So why wouldn't TKO and Vince McMahon and whoever else put that out that, yeah, Vince was open to it? Because when it happens... When Vince is gone, people wouldn't be like, Vince McMahon would have never allowed this. No, now we got it out ahead of time that Vince was okay with it. He thought it was, you know, I'm open to the idea. Yeah. These, you, you are not messing with your, you're not dealing with your mom and pop's uh, corner store. This is a conglomerate of ruthless killers in business. They know what they're doing. Stop pretending like you're smarter than them. I'm not, you're not. They know what they're doing and they're playing everybody like a fiddle the smart thing to do vince is on board with this so when vince is fucking gone and it happens we can't we don't we don't take no heat because the walt disney of wrestling said yeah they advertise on my ring meanwhile vince is probably there throwing coffee at these mothers he wants nothing to do with that trust me this was uh this was something that a lot of people in the in the wrestling space talked about as a possibility happening now we're hearing it again and we may see it uh we may see it as early as the Royal Rumble. Uh, I know. Come WrestleMania, we'll be seeing a roll over WrestleMania for sure. Absolutely. If they want to do what AEW does and they have, like, the things in the corners by yeah. the buckles, cool. But if it's in the middle of the ring, you can miss me with that shit. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little gaudy. Uh, subtle, subtle is best, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, not new information. We all expected this to happen. It's just now making the rounds again because it's probably going to happen sooner rather than later. 
And then speaking of AEW, we got full gear happening on Saturday. Thank Christ. I could sleep on Sunday and not have a Sunday pay-per-view and then go into Monday where I get to, get to bed at fucking 5 o'clock in the morning with these 12-hour shows. But I'm excited for the show. It looks like a solid lineup. We're going to run through our predictions here quickly, and then uh, we'll uh, tie up some loose ends and then get to the Super Chats. Sure. But uh, we got the zero-hour pre-show. The Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships, MJF and Mystery, a mystery Partner against the Guns. Now, I think everybody, uh, Drew, is thinking that Samoa Joe is given the task, and MJF says, hey, let, let's do this thing, and, and we get some sort of uh, deal between them, and they beat the Guns, and MJF holds on to the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. But the thing is, my question is, and this may be stupid, again, there's no such thing as a stupid question, I was told, if MJF and Samoa Joe are defending the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles, and we just had Samoa Joe give up the TV title, what makes the Ring of Honor TV, uh, Tag Team titles greater than the, the than the TV title here? So we go. He trades in one for the other. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> have to why, why, maybe I shouldn't ask questions, man. MJF I mean, is going to retain. I would say, right? Well, I mean, we could. You could always see maybe the cracks and the devil costing him the the ROH Tag Titles. I mean, I don't know. I would say no. I I I I really think they shouldn't do that in terms of like hurting your world champion. You know, he's yeah. got two matches here tonight, so. Are they well, overexposing tonight, MJF? This was another discussion in the community. Are they overexposing MJF? Is uh, is the specialty of MJF kind of wearing off? I would say no, because this was never the plan, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, MJF and Adam Cole were supposed to, you know, have yeah. this tag team run, and then all of a sudden it was supposed to, you know, I'm sure the eventual split. Yeah. Because MJF wanted nothing to do with this. He was talked into it by Adam. So, I no, I would say no. Um, I hate the fact that your you know, main event or world champion is on zero hour. It yeah. drives me nuts. But I think MJF is best served holding on to this championship for now. But I wouldn't hate the guns winning the title if somebody screws MJF. What you could do, if I had the pencil, is I would have the guns, you know, who are part of, you know, Bullet Club Gold, I would have Juice or somebody else screw MJF because then it puts more heat on the world title match. That's a good point. It's a good point. I don't see Tony Khan doing that, but uh, I could uh, definitely see something like that being discussed for sure. I'm going to go with MJF and Samoa Joe uh, retaining here, and uh, MJF keeps good on his promise for now to hold on to those tag team titles while Adam Cole is still nursing his injury. Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho versus the Young Bucks. Tag team match. Uh, I know uh, Young Bucks went at it with somebody on Instagram about uh, why they're on the show in this match. And then uh, I think it was Matt Jackson who got back to the fan and said, well, it was either this or not be booked on the show. I, I have no problem with them being booked on the show, but supposedly, because they should. It's Inglewood, yes. California. Yes. I mean, they should 100% be on the show. But why are we not talking about how they're the number one contenders for the tag titles? Well, it was raised. I mean, if they lose here to MJ uh, to uh, Chris Jericho rather and Kenny Omega, they give up that number one contendership. It was already in the stipulation. I understand that, but why are we defending the tag titles on this show without having? I mean, whatever. I don't know. The tag team titles are being defended on this show, but the Young Bucks are not in that match, which makes no sense. I don't know. I'm going to go with Omega and Jericho. Uh yeah, I would. I mean, the Bucks have been to the mountaintop so many times that I would. I would like to see Omega and Jericho win that one too. Yeah, Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne six man tag team match. Um, I know you made a point where uh, this match or Adam Copeland's first match teaming with Sting should have happened on pay per view and not on fucking Collision against the Righteous. Yeah. 
which they needed a win in them in their own right. And Jake the Snake just put that group together and they lost their first match, which is fucking stupid. But um, obviously, Adam Copeland and Sting teaming together is a big deal. Sting is what twenty and zero in tag team matches. I don't see him losing here. Uh, no. The one thing that Tony Khan needs to do is keep Copeland and Christian Cage away from each other at least until that Montreal tour for AW in December. How we do that, I don't know, but uh, that's the thing I'm going to be looking forward to. I agree with you. I think that, you know, the Copeland match, which I said should have ne- he should have never had a trios match with Sting, a six-man tag, before full gear. They decided to do it. Uh, Adam Copeland and Sting are not losing this match. Darby as well. You know, Sting's retirement tour, he's not going to lose a match until probably his last one. Yeah. Texas Deathmatch, Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. Uh, Adam Page has had uh, a couple of Texas death matches in the past. Uh, Adam Cole. What is the difference Moxley. between a death match and a Texas death match? Uh, nothing. So why can we stop calling it Texas death matches when they're in well, fucking ha- Hangman, Hangman is, you know, the cowboy. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Proceed. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going with Hangman to win this match. Oh, but Swerve needs to win the match. Yes, we also got World's End coming up in December where Swerve could get his win back in another stipulation match, whether they uh, do uh, a steel cage or some fucking, some other stipulation. I think we're going to go 1-1, and then we're going to get the third match paid off. Oh, we're we're getting a trilogy. There's no doubt about it. And the first match was an absolute classic. The second one will be good, too. I think, you know, the third match will be something maybe in a cage. Yeah, Um, I can see that. So maybe Nana can't you know, interfere yep. or something like that or whatever. But I, I think page gets the victory here. Um, and I think swerve calls his shot, um, for the third one. Cause I think Hank did hangman ask for this. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, said, so uh, you, you got me, you broke into my home. Now I want a Texas death match, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So there you go. So, I mean, Swerve's going to call his shot yeah. next. So, uh, women's championship, Sheeta versus timeless Tony storm. I'm going with Tony. Thanks to Mariah may and Tony's the new champion and Sheeta. She is uh, definitely the Sasha Banks of AEW. I don't know if she's held that championship for uh, any length uh, more than 30 days. Yeah, this one's interesting um, because I would have thought that this is where, you know, Sheeta could have had like an open challenge or something. And then you have Mercedes Monet show up. I'm going to go with Tony, um, but I could see Sheeta retaining and then having a stare down with uh, Mercedes or vice versa. Tony wins and then Mercedes shows up. So you, you think Mercedes is showing up on Saturday night? That's a prediction. I'm not going to go as far as I did with Copeland because yeah. I was pretty damn sure that Copeland was showing up at, um, what the hell was it in Seattle again? Uh, Wrestle Dream. Wrestle Dream. Yeah. I don't, you know, I, I do believe, um, and I have it on good authority, that uh, Mercedes is signed to AEW, but I, I would assume this is the spot to debut her, yes. I'd love to see it. I'm going with uh, Tony Storm as well. TBS Championship, Statlander, Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart versus Red Velvet or Sky Blue. So it's going to be a triple threat match here with three ladies. Uh, I'm going to go with Sky Blue. I think this match is happening on Wednesday. Sky Blue fits the story, so Sky Blue is going to win. Uh, Julia Hart has been uh, featured prominently, Drew. I think... Uh, I don't know if we take the title off Statlander yet, but they're really making a case for Julia Hart to win that title on Saturday. No, I keep it on Statlander. Yeah, I, ultimately, I'm going with Statlander as well. Julia Hart will win the championship eventually. Maybe we get yeah. Julia winning in at World's End. We will see what happens there. Tag Team Championships. We talked about the Young Bucks should be getting the Tag Team Championship match. They are not in the Tag Team Championship match here. They're putting it on the line against Omega and Jericho, but it will be Ricky Starks and Big Bill defending the titles against 
LFI, that is, uh, I think it's Roosh and Dralistico versus yeah. FTR and Kings of the Black Throne. That's Malachi Black and Brody King. Um, I mean, I'm going with Ricky Starks and Big Bill to win this thing. I love Ricky Starks. I hate this pairing with him and Big Bill. I I have a, a big fan of Bill. I get yeah. it. But this tag team just came out of left field. I would actually like FTR to win these titles back. Um, or House of Black, truthfully. Yeah. I mean, my 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 favorite is the House of Black. I just don't see them winning in. And I I feel like we didn't get anything out of this Ricky Starks big bill tag team and them winning the championship. So I think it's too no. soon to take it off of them. So so what yeah, do you do? I'd agree with I agree, but I mean, I would really like to see um, FTR or the House of Black take yeah. these because Starks needs to be single. Yeah. Uh, Orange Cassidy, he's defending the International Championship against John Moxley. This is a rematch from All Out's main events where Moxley won the championship and left Orange Cassidy in the middle of the ring. Um, I'm going with Orange Cassidy to win this. Why? Because John Moxley does not need the International Championship. It does no good on him. And secondly... I feel like they could put it on Moxley and just go back to the original plans when he got injured with Ray Phoenix. So one or the other, but I'm going Orange Cassidy because I don't think Moxley needs it. Um, I will say this. I like this match. I think AEW was very smart to keep Moxley off until we can get to this and he can get his head right and yeah. everything else like that, body right. Um, so I love it. And this is the one match on the card where I'm like, hmm. I don't really know who's going to win this one because it could go either way and either, both way makes sense. I'm going to go Mox, um, but you know maybe the story all along was to have Mox drop the championship to Orange Cassidy at this pay per view. So yeah. I mean, we you know it might just be a retain. I don't know. Yeah, I could I see, see that too. Uh, I'm excited for the match. I thought they put on a great match at All Out, and then the main event, obviously MJF defending the AW World Championship against Jay White. I think this is going to be an absolute fucking clinic. It's going to be a banger. It's going to add to MJF's already great 2023, and MJF's going to retain. I don't see Jay White winning the championship. MJF's going to retain the title. Yeah, I agree. This is, the again, one of those matches on the card where it's very predictable, but we're all going to watch it, and we're all going to be entertained. But, yeah, I think MJF retains. Now, one thing I seen in the chat, which we did not talk about here, and I'll ask Drew his uh, thoughts on this. What did you think about Tony Khan announcing the AEW Continental Classic? on Saturday Night Collision. I'm excited for this shit, man. Yeah, I like it. I think it's um, unique. I think it's uh, awesome. Um, I'll have to see, you know, what we get out of it, who's involved, who's not involved. Have they announced participants? Yeah, Brian Danielson's in it. I know that. I mean, I saw him with his one eye. I mean, the guy, fucking guy couldn't stay They already home. announced him for all in next year. How the fuck did they know he was going to be healthy? <laughs> I said the same thing. <laughs> I, I wasn't... What I wasn't going to dog on that, but I said the same thing when I watched that interview or that segment. I was like... Boy, you're putting a lot of faith in that he might not get hurt. Something might not happen. I mean, that's a lot. So I agree. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for it, but I want to see who's involved besides uh, Danielson. And I wish that they could have done that announcement maybe via satellite. I don't know. He didn't need to be there. Well, the, he, he, Brian Danielson said it's going to be the best wrestling tournament ever on U.S. soil. Tony Khan said it's going to be 12 of the best that AEW has to offer, which I, I pray to God we don't see fucking Jeff Jarrett in the tournament or uh, people like that. My initial thoughts on this, if this is going to be your G1 for the United States, then Ooh. it needs to be a yearly thing because I love tournaments like this. What is the prize for the winner at the end? Is it a championship at World's End? Is it a championship at Revolution? Uh, hopefully it's something okay. fucking meaty and substantial. 
You want this to be a tournament. I want to see fucking draws. I want to see time limit draws. I want to see injuries. I want to see injuries like Brett in 93, where he's got the thumbs or the fingers with Ray's Ramon injured. He takes that shit to the fucking finals. He injured his ribs in the match against Mr. Perfect. I want to see struggle. I want to see fucking people that you don't expect to see lose on dynamite and collision lose. I don't want this shit to be booked with favoritism behind it. That's all I'm asking. Give me the best. That's, uh, That's all I ask. I think that's a really good idea, yeah. or and I think that's a good comparison. Like, if you can get it to be their G one, I love it. Yeah. Um, and what this does also is it gives meaning to television. How many times do we watch yes. Dynamite Collision? You know, this the fuck are these matches happening for this means nothing to the television show. This is going to give the shows must see value because every match is going to be important. You win, you get points. You lose, you drop down in the rankings. I love it. Yes, I would agree with you there. I think it it makes a lot of sense, and I think the uh, purpose needs to. Be there, and the star power needs to be there. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for this. If it ends with a world championship opportunity, yeah, and it's also a great way to get us Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega part two that we haven't gotten yet in the tournament. So yeah, I don't want to see I'm, Jeff could be in it. I just hope he doesn't win anything. <laughs> no, I don't want to see anybody like that in the fucking tournament. Come on. Uh, all right, man. That's all I got on my end. What do you got? You got any uh, bits and pieces over there that we haven't discussed? I I do. Uh, I want your opinion on something that Kevin Nash said. Uh-huh, yeah. He said he he couldn't stand the Seth Rollins, the Seth freaking Rollins character until he really broke it down and started to think about it. And he said Seth Rollins is the modern day Macho Man. Thoughts? That's, that's quite the fucking comparison. I mean, nobody nobody is the modern day Macho Man. Well, he's talking man. about with the glasses and the, the the robes and all this other stuff. I mean, he is very much Macho Man-esque. I, I could, st- thinking about it, I, I could see it. You know, obviously Rollins is a much better in-ring worker than Macho Man was. I, I don't want to compare the two because there's only one Macho Man. Nobody has his energy. Nobody has his charisma. I could see the, the, the influence there in the way he dresses and... You know the way he tries to be uh, out there with his with his gimmick, but I mean, I, I think that's just Kevin Nash trying to be nice for uh, for uh, his podcast for for the one little segment on his show. He's got to be positive. I don't yeah. know. Um, I will ask you one more question, and then we're we're all set here. I saw a lot of people um, dogging on Lexus King and what he did on NXT last week. Uh, are the fans expecting too much too soon from him? I say yes. Your thoughts? Are they expecting too much too soon? No. I just I, I just think that he was just given terrible writing. Like, uh, like I listened to the promo. He came mm-hmm. off he he came off like a, a fucking great value bargain basement version of his father, and, and and he's constantly said he wants to move away from. His father's his father's mystique and his gimmick and, and everything that has to do with his father, but here he is sounding like that, and, and people right. are going to make correlations to Brian Pillman. It's like, who writes this shit? Like yeah. it just sounded, you know. But he's got the whole coolness to him, and he's got the great entrance and the whole fucking the throne sliding out to the stage. He's got a good look. Then you give him fucking dialogue like that. I mean, you want the guy to get off on the right foot, and then you give him uncool writing. I mean, it's more on the writing team than it is on Brian on, on Brian Pillman Jr. And I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, Roman Reigns, before Roman took off as, a, you know, the head of the table and the tribal chief, had some really shitty promos yeah. given to him that he said, you know. So I agree with you there. And I think, again, he's under such a giant microscope, uh, that being Brian Pillman Jr., that, like, everything is like, oh, man, what a ball. And it's like, guys, just let, like, let him be for a little bit. He'll figure it out. 
Yeah, it's amazing how he's under the microscope here and under uh, AEW's uh, tutelage. He wasn't under the microscope, so. He was under a fucking rock. Yeah, he was in catering, eating pie with Eddie Kingston. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you very much for all your support on episode 22 here, Tuesday Night Titans. We're going to get into your super chats. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. I see 576 likes. We had over 1,600 in here. Uh, so let's see if we can get that thumbs up a little higher. Uh, we got one new member tonight. Thank you guys very much for the memberships on the channel. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Follow both Drew and I on social media. At JD from NY206 and at Andrew Baydala on X. Let's get into the first one here from Jason Barker with a $5 Super Chat. Let's give all the likes and Super Chats possible. JD's been having a dry county. Let's get it done. Thank you for the support. I don't. I don't think we have a dry county here on OTS. It's never that dry. But let, let Monday Night Raw was just. I think everybody was just deflated with Monday Night Raw last night. I can tell you that uh, it ain't dry. Yeah. A thun with a five dollar super chat. I saw an interview you did a few years ago with Chris Van Vliet. He seems all right. It was cool. He was trying to put you over. Do you two still talk? Um, I don't. I mean, I don't hit him up. You know, I, I, when I need when I need advice on something, I'll hit Chris up. He's a very knowledgeable uh, individual when it comes to content creation and, you know, how things should be done in the podcasting realm because he's killing it right now. So I'll hit him up when I need some advice on something. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I was I was there for that interview. It was at uh, StarCast. Yeah. Um, Chris is a good friend of mine, and Chris is one of the best. Yeah. Uh, Phantom67 with a $20 super chat. Enjoying a delicious Category 12 Pathway Pale Ale and TNT. Sounds great, man. Thank you so much. Paul Van Tassel with a 20. I'm predicting that either Bailey or Shotzi is taking the pinfall at Survivor Series. Also, who do you think will get kicked out of their group first? Bailey, Damage Control, or Damien Judgment Day? Definitely Bailey. It's happening at Survivor Series. Yeah. They're gonna, Agreed. they're gonna, they're gonna edge her from uh, Judgment Day, basically mm. type of deal. Uh, Michelle with a five. With the strikes over, I see Rock too busy in Hollywood to do WrestleMania for War Games. Which team do you see winning and why? And what if the Devil is really TK? Uh, Rock may be going back to Hollywood. I know John Cena's finished. Um, I don't know exactly what's going on with the strike, but uh, I do walk by NBC Studios in Manhattan every every uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Go to the gym and. They were picketing out there. They're no longer picketing, so something must be being worked out. Um, I'm pretty I see, sure it's done. Yeah. I see Team Cody winning, and I see TK not being the devil. I think that would be uh, awful. Who's winning, uh, Judgment Day or Team Cody? Team Cody. There you go. Cake with a $2 super chat. WWE officially signed Jay Malachi. That is awesome. Not familiar with him. I don't know who that is. Must be an independent wrestler that everybody's high on. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, Brett Michael. Were they with a $20 Zuba chat? Is this Brett Michael from Poison? That'd be awesome. Uh, big fan of TNT and OTS. Thoughts on big plot hole if Orton joins War Games. Wasn't it the Usos that last brutally took RK Bro out in storyline? Crazy to believe Orton of all people instantly teamed with Jay upon returning. Cheers. Well, that's the beauty of it, man. You don't know what Orton's going to do. Uh, Phil with a 999. Orton is returning at Survivor Series. Not Punk. You don't return, you don't do the return of Punk to overshadow Orton or vice versa. War Games 
is going to be hot. I'm excited for Full Gear. I'm excited for Pro Wrestling. Cheers. Thank you, Phil. As always, Edward with a 499 for JD. What are your thoughts on Steam Deck OLED for both? With the actor strike over, do you think Cena will break Flair's title record? Um, I'm actually upset at the Steam Deck news because I bought the original Steam Deck and now they came out with a better version and now mine is uh, less than. So I hate when companies do that. And um, with the actor strike over, do you think Cena will break Flair's record? Uh, I don't. Well, I don't know. Depending how petty WWE is, they could definitely do it now that Flair's with AEW. But I don't see the record being broken. Oh, yeah. It's being broken? I think so. I'd, I like think, to, I'd like to see it. I don't know. We'll see. I think they broke down John to build him back up. I just I don't yeah. know when that's going to happen. I think, and again, you know, John's talking about retirement and everything else like that. Like, they'll pull him out of retirement for somebody. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom with a 999. Always enjoy watching and listening to you two every week. I might not make your show tomorrow since I will be celebrating my birthday. The big 3-0. Much love and respect. Well, you go enjoy your 30th birthday, man. That's a big deal. You only get one of them. Happy, happy birthday. Uh, Jorge with a 499. You think Rock can give him a SmackDown and not a match? Like Rock bottoms him and then leaves the rest of the family abandoning Roman after going crazy. No. Yeah, NC I, with... Tw- I'm sorry, Drew, again. No. No. NC07 with 12 months. Thank you, brother. Cake with a $5 super chat. It would be in WWE's best interest to make Jade the face of NXT... In the CW, the Fox deal was never the same after they lost Mercedes, and that is a fact. Uh, Jade's going to the main roster. She's not having anything to do with NXT. Eric Aviles with 12 months. One year being a part of this great OTS family. Always grateful for everything you do, JD. Andrew, you're my boy, too. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Deontay with a 499. What if the devil is MJF's former MLW tag team partner, Richard Holiday, or former stablemate, Alexander Hammerstone? No. No. Nobody knows who the fuck those guys are, man. I know who Hammerstone is. I know, no. I know who Hammerstone is, but uh, I, I'm not familiar with Holiday. Jason Bark with a five. Do you think that Vince McMahon is wanting to get enough liquidated assets so he can buy the company back? True. No, not 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 happening. I also saw the crazy rumor that hey, he's selling stocks so he can start his own wrestling company. Good luck with that at 80 years old. Yeah. Who the fuck wants to work for him? Uh, Tribal Chief with a 699. Love to see three stages of hell between Swerve and Paige. Also, do you think something happened off stream to Seth as the camera panned out after he left? I don't know. I'm sure we would have saw that. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what happened there. I'd have to go back and watch. Uh, Phil with a 999. I'm heading t- I'm heading towards AW World End, and I can't wait for it with the story of MJF's contract expiring and the AW Continental Classic Finals. It should be a great show. TNT, the best show in the IWC. Thank you, Phil. Uh, I am uh, hopefully going to be at World's End, depending on if I get media or not. We'll see what happens. Oh, we'll be there, whether you get media or not. We'll be there. Corey Williams of 15 months. MJF is going to retain the AW World Championship, and I'm excited about the AW Wrestling Continental Classic Tournament. Thank you, Corey. I am excited for MJF and Jay White and the Continental Classic myself. And then Sean Ray J with a $20 Super Chat. What's up, JD? Drew, best podcast easily. I'm not, uh, or I'm going to be headed to the Royal Rumble this year. Wanted to know if y'all are going. Also, do you think Cody wins the Elimination Chamber instead of the Royal Rumble so Roman doesn't have to defend at the Elimination Chamber? Well, uh, I would like to be in Tampa for the Rumble. We'll, we'll be figuring that out hopefully soon. 
And uh, I, I would like for Cody to win the chamber, not the Rumble myself, as I would want Gunther to win it. And I think Roman is going to have to defend that championship in front of 70,000 people at the chamber, right? Agreed. Yeah. Against who? I don't know. It could be AJ. It could be somebody that they just feed to him. It could be a major opponent we don't know of. I don't know. But uh, he'll be there. I agree. And uh, that is everything. That is everything, man. Uh, any uh, last words before we get out of here? No. Um, again, don't take wrestling too seriously. It's an escape from reality. And you know what? I appreciate all of you tuning in and supporting us and uh, loving what we do. Thank you guys very much for all your support. I'll see you tomorrow night for AEW Dynamite with Jesse. We've got a lot to talk about. We'll get his views on the Continental Classic and uh, the Devil. And we'll see what happens with the Go Home Show going into full gear. Follow us on social media at JD from NY206, at Andrew Bay Gala. Hit that subscribe button down below. And remember to hit that thumbs up, guys. And we will see you next week for episode 23 right here on a Tuesday Night Titans. I'll talk to you guys later. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.